Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. I am your host, Chris, and I'm feeling a little bit better. So, woohoo, woo yay. And uh, here to join in on the celebrations, I've got Jamie and Jonesy. That's right, motherfuckers, it's a full house. And I did just swear in the first 30 seconds. Welcome to the apocalypse. How you doing, you fellas? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Dylan, you son of a bitch. Good it's a full house, mate. baby. Hell yeah. We did it. Three of a kind and two of a kind. Any more? Chris, threes, twos, twos, threes a crowd, but twos, the company. Threes, a, threes a crowd, but two is Four's not a, a company party. because uh, I, I don't fucking know. You're confusing me now, okay? I came in this with like really high energy because I listened to the last podcast, which I was not on, which is maybe our worst performing podcast in terms of numbers that we've ever had. Oh and wow! Surprise, Way surprise! To have who us. wasn't okay. on there? Me, the fucking the, the oh, MVP, Rick Flair himself. Come on. We're, we're trying to do our part. We're trying to hold down the fort out here, putting in work, and it's a just because it's not a bumper episode. No, I, I, you know, I do appreciate you guys kind of covering for me while I've been sick, and uh, obviously last week I was away in Manchester. Uh, I do appreciate it, and I do listen to the Super Show because hey, guess what, fellas? I'm a fan, and uh, I personally. So you know the stats then? Sorry, you know the stats then because you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I know what Jones is talking about. Stats. Uh, we one of our um, oh yes no I know the stats. I, I I would like to dispute a few things. Okay, um, objection, uh, Your Honor. Objection. I I don't know if Mindful Pig was. Um, but you asked the question. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh le- yeah, the, the, we we like let let the fucking Johnny Depp trial finish and we'll go fucking full hog. <laughs> but fellas, before we get into any of this, I just you know what? Because we've stopped fucking doing it, I'm not going to say it. We're a gaming podcast that don't take take ourselves too seriously. We talk a lot of shit. We've got lots of hot. Hot trash opinions, hot takes, trash opinions, hot trash. That's what we're going to rename the the, the channel, hot trash. So uh, like get ready for the rebrand of of the century because it's going to happen. Uh, but hey, you guys want want some headlines, some stuff we're going to chat about before we start talking about like absolutely everything that doesn't have to do with gaming. Yes, yeah, do it. Good, I like it because I was going to tell you anyway. We're going to be cover, covering uh, Norman Reedus, the fucking geld. Uh, leaking that Death Stranding 2 is happening. We're going to be talking about God of War Ragnarok potentially being around the corner. Uh, some Xbox fucking PS5 news. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 gives a shit. Uh, PlayStation Plus in fucking Asia. Like with all the Asians. Come on, fellas. Big, big energy. Big energy today. Chris is using up all the swears before we were even out <clears> the first 10 minutes. Yeah, our quota's almost full. And i tell you what's happening, fellas. I know that I'm going to crash fucking hard in about 10 minutes. I'm just trying to make the most of it, all right? I like it. Okay, just try try and match me with this energy, please. Okay? I'm not because... the one that falls asleep at 10 o'clock like you pensioners on every other day of the week. Mate, I'm, it I'm, is I'm... eight minutes to 10 right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> we record well into the next day. Yeah, and we, yeah, watch it. You two are going to be falling asleep by the end. I'll put money on it. Mate, let me, okay, I will tell you that if there's anybody that flags towards the end of a podcast, it's always you, Jamie. <laughs> That's the least true thing I've ever heard in my life. It is the most true. What are you talking about? You see, this is why you guys need me. I bring the chaos. Okay, see, listen. Put your, put, hey, put your, I was about to say put your hands up, but no one can see our hands if they listen to the audio version of the podcast. Say cock if you've got an energy drink in your hand. Cock. Hmm, I only heard one. Uh, Funny that. Not enough uh, cocks in this book. Tiny penis. I've got a... I've got a, a, <laughs> a Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Yeah, but it's caffeine. A, fl- a flask of water. Oh, Jensie, stop water being cup. healthy and start being energized for once in your life. Live on the edge. 
Wow. Sorry. Well, I everybody, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. Can I open it? Oh, oh we yes. Ooh. All right. No. I had a thought that earlier. I yes. really like to go out of this podcast, not necessarily the podcast go out this way, but at least my time in the podcast to go out with me having a heart attack or a stroke that's recorded live. That's what I want for we you did. two and for the folks at home. We did mention this a few podcasts back, didn't we? Where we said, like, how long would it take uh, for Jonesy to turn it, the, the footage of you having a heart attack or a stroke and turn it oh, into a, yeah. a YouTube short? We did mention it. I mean, you'd be on it anything, Anything's possible. Yeah. Anything, like, I, I, just something like that would be fun. Or, like, you know, you get those Twitch streams where, so, um, actually, I don't want to, you know, invoke the idea of being swatted but when <laughs> when crazy shit happens on twitch streams i want that for our podcast yeah yeah it would be cool um fellas i've missed this i've missed you guys I, I my life feels incomplete unless i have you in my life at least once a week sometimes on a thursday hmm. me too it's it's not the same without the three of us getting together so i'm glad Agreed. we're all here this week it's different not the energy. same it's not the same fellas and it is different energy but can i tell you that if if you don't have us at least once a week, you can always listen to our back catalogue. You can watch us on YouTube or you can listen to us on a podcasting platform of your choice. I'm talking at Super Show Pod. We're available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Tunes, Amazon Tunes, Deezer Tunes, Tune Tunes, um, iBalloons. We're, we're everywhere. You know, just like wherever you want to go, we're there. And even better than everywhere, we... We're kind of breaking into the into the metaverse. That's right. You've heard it here first. We have uh, struck a deal with Mark Zuckerberg as the premier gaming podcast in the metaverse. So we look forward to hosting all two of you that are actively keen on the metaverse, and uh, we'll have a good time. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Yeah. I, I keep I, getting ads for that, for the metaverse. It keeps telling me, like, it's the future. It's tomorrow. Like, you need to get into it. I'm like, I don't know anyone who's interested in the metaverse. Jonesy, have you seen those VR chat compilations? No, I that, haven't. That, that, that is the, the best that the metaverse can ever be, and it's not going to be that. So It makes me sad because it's the future I want. It's the future I've wanted for the last 15 years. I want to see, like, you know, people in real, like, fakeness sitting in front of me in the VR world. It's just, unfortunately, it's not that good. It needs to get better. I think you've got to be braver in adopting the future, Jonesy. In fact, I've already taken a number of steps towards future-proofing the Super Show, one of which is I minted NFTs of, like, characters based on all three of us, and I thought it would be really fun if we were to try and create, like, a movie or a TV show that starred not us, but our NFT representations. So I just feel like nothing could possibly go wrong with that plan. I think that's a great plan. Brilliant Thank you. Plan. Yeah, it's gonna all gonna have play out on Web 4.0, and oh, yeah. yeah, if everyone puts their Meta Quest 2 on, you'll actually start seeing billboards for the show appearing next week. Nice, mm. I like it. Very good. Yeah. Also, I've changed my Twitter handle <laughs> to Jamie or Et. I don't even know how you say that shortening, but that's my life now. Wow. Okay. Jamie going full shill over there. Um. But you know what? While we're on the uh, Shill bandwagon, let's shill for Paisley Radio, shall we? Because we are available on Paisley Radio uh, (laughs) every week, Thursday, 10 p.m. And uh, hey, listen to us for a pseudo live experience. Repeats on Monday at 10 p.m. Check it out because uh, Paisley Radio is the future of internet radio. But today... Yeah, that, that actually makes sense. It does. It does. I mean, I'm probably making very little sense at the moment, so I will take any win that I get from you. 
Oh, goodness, fellas, I have missed you, like I've said. Like, we need to, we tried to get together this this uh, month, IRL. But It was uh, my, I know, it was my fault we didn't get together. I've been rubbish recently, I'm not going to lie, I've been absolutely oh, terrible. No, we, we were like, hey, Jonesy, what, what days are good for you? Silence, crickets, tumbleweeds. Radio silence. Hey, Jonesy, pick a weekend, any weekend. It, there's an entire season of summer awaiting us. <laughs> silence. There is. There is. No, it was literally like this weekend or next weekend. Pick a weekend. I'm like, oh, that's... that's Even easier, we gave you two fucking options. Yeah, and one of them... And you chose the third option, which was nothing. (laughs) I'll pick... The the next time we pick, I'll pick an actual option. How about that? Wow, I like it. Okay, fair enough. All right. That's the bare minimum. Okay, listen. (laughs) It's my job to get this train back on track, all right? Because we're going to talk about games. We're a gaming podcast. Did you know that? No, I've no, heard rumours. I had heard, yeah. Heard rumours, yes. Some may Someone say. mentioned it in the comment section once and I didn't believe them. Well, you know what? Someone mentioned Super Show in an interview and they actually mentioned that like they're working on Super Show 2. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was a bit taken aback because I didn't think we were ready to let people know about Super Show 2. But it happened. And it was a bit of a strange coincidence because a similar thing happened with Norman Reedus when he was being interviewed and he just casually mentioned that he's working on Death Stranding 2 as an early development. So, um, you know. I, I love it when this happens. Like, I know we complain when people put weird stuff on <laughs> Twitter or in job postings, but when a celeb accidentally or like an actor accidentally drops something, I think it's, I, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like, I. it's such a Norman Reedus thing to do. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what you guys think about Norman Reedus, but I always see him as this kind of like, Slightly smelly guy that properly doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, yeah. we spent an entire game watching him pissing and shitting, and he did not do that. Like, he did that so fast, there's no way he washed his hands for a required <laughs> amount of time like, after making a poo bomb. Like, you can't make a poo bomb and not wash your hands for at least 30 seconds. That's I, I'm putting my foot down. Nice. Um, yeah. I think it's also funny because, and I don't know if this has anything to do with him being dirty or smelly, uh, both of which I agree with, but like the, the games industry, and we've seen this a lot from the kind of creator, quote unquote creator side mm. of things. It's like it's built on on like a on NDAs basically. It's a house of cards where the cards are all NDAs. Like no one's allowed to know anything, and everything's super top secret. And to fucking play a demo of the worst game in the history of mankind, you have to sign fifteen pieces of paper <laughs> and scan it and send it back to yeah. some community manager. And it's like. I like how little Norman Reedus cares or like gives a shit about any of it. Like yeah. obviously he cares about his craft, he cares about acting, he cares about Hideo Kojima and working with the right creators. But when it comes to like respecting the process or the way the industry traditionally handles secrecy, he's like fuck it. It's like a it's he's used to the world of film where like if a camera's rolling, you're standing on the streets of Seattle or Vancouver <laughs> or wherever. Like it's not a secret anymore. So he's just like, Yeah, yeah, we we started the second one. What are yeah. they? Uh, yeah, it is kind of mad. Like, we we were obviously laughing in our in our own little um, WhatsApp group that we have going. But one thing that I did mention is it kind of makes me a little bit sad that Jim is just going straight back to Death Stranding Two. Obviously, there are rumors that he's got multiple kind of like pots on the boil, you know, with the kind of like rumored project for Xbox, and obviously Death Stranding Two is more than likely going to be a PlayStation exclusive. So, I see. Yeah, just a little bit disappointed if anything i just feel like we've got this uh 
exceptional talent in Kojima, whether you like his games or not, he is an exceptional talent. I think that's kind of like undisputable. But then he's got, you know, I remember when Kojima Productions started up and we're like, oh my God, imagine Kojima at his fucking most unleashed and unhinged and no fucking Konami telling him what to do. And he made a fucking walking simulator. Fair enough, an interesting walking simulator. But it's just kind of like, just going back to not, that, like, really? Yeah, like, it's not where you thought he'd go. No, and, and like, perfectly fine and acceptable to think as a first run in a new studio, like, that that's what he mm. does. Like, fair. But then you almost, like, want to think to yourself, okay, this guy's probably got, like, fucking 50 million ideas bubbling around in his head that he wants to do. And now he's just making another fucking yeah. stick, stick and rope game. Like, and it's a bit disappointed. Even beyond the stick and rope element, I remember when we used to do the early versions of the Super Show podcast back when it was still a part of all-time gaming. Yeah. One of the things we'd have, or at least I would personally have a lot of fun doing, was dissecting those early trailers because... Oh, yes, yeah. Even if it, even if you know we had suspicions the whole time that it could be a walking simulator, you're looking at these trailers thinking, what are these babies for? And why is he underwater? <laughs> and why is, why is the baby inside him and giving a thumbs up? And what a beach thing. And like, what is any of this? Why are they, what are the USB sticks for? And what, what's the scar for? And we know the answers to all those questions now. And it's hard <laughs> to imagine what a sequel to Death Stranding look like that looks like that's able to raise as, or arouse as much intrigue as that first one did. Yeah, because very much a known quantity at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. To be fair, Kojima could fucking take it wherever he fucking wants. But... Oh, like, I hope he turns it upside down and does something mental, but... Yeah, I, I think the world that he's created is interesting enough, and the characters are interesting enough. Um, he's n- not enthralled with the gameplay aspect of it. No? What, like, what, what would you guys like to see in a new and improved Death Stranding two? I think Josie, oh, it was your game of the year, right? I really so I I really liked it. I thought it was very good. I did you finish I don't it, Josie? Really uh, I just, no, uh, I'm, oh. I'm like oh, you didn't. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I like what, how he what, still says everything in the present tense. I'm like halfway through, as if this oh. game didn't come out three years ago. <laughs> if you followed my Twitter, you would see that I am currently replay- finishing off old games. I will talk about one later that I finished. Yeah, this is I, true. I, I voted for old. Death Stranding. Yeah. Did oh, you vote for Death, Death Stranding? I, I've been yeah. so yeah. out of the loop, fellas. I've been so busy, I haven't been following anything. But uh, Jonesy, you're not Red Dead you- 1, but um, unfortunately. Sorry, Jamie. To your credit, though, Jonesy, you are doing a fucking sterling job. Uh, I would say, obviously, much better than me because I've fucking fallen off a cliff. But you're doing much better than, than Jamie lately as well, I reckon. Uh, hang on, out oh, what? Mm. Finishing uh, games. Uh, just like completing games. Oh, no, just because, just because I, just because I don't talk, I don't talk about every game I finish because I finish a game like probably on average every week. Yeah, yeah fucking don't, mobile I don't games do don't count. But they're not mobile games. Mobile games. Indie yeah, games that take me two hours while I'm I mean, on the shitter. Yes, but don't get me wrong. I pad my stats a lot with indie games that take two hours, but that that's low hanging fruit fruit that any of us could be picking. And I don't see your guys' hands reaching up for this the. Is true. This is true. I'm, I'm saying Jonesy's really coming to like. I was thinking, Jonesy, before we get back to your point, okay, I was thinking about what what is it that's changed that we started straying further and further away from God's light and stopped talking about games as much in our podcasts. And then it occurred to me that we just, we, all of us just got really fucking busy and we hadn't had as much time to do gaming on, uh, on, uh, you know, on a more serious yeah. basis than we used to. Yeah, no, for, for sure, for sure. 
Yeah, it's harder. It's harder to chat about games when you're not actively playing games. <laughs> yeah, it was nice when it was ATG and we were kind of paid to be around and manufacture content around gaming. Whereas now it's this quite, is like, you know, it's our, well, our after hours shindig. I still get to think about games at work, luckily, but well, just yeah. um, not. I still have to keep some of it to the lunch break. Yeah. Or an incognito browser, which I hope they're not tracking. Mm. If they are, people will find out very quickly on this podcast because I'll be unemployed again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, but sorry, no, Josie, go ahead. Death Stranding. I, I think it's going to be really hard to make like a sequel to Death Stranding that's actually going to grab a lot of people because the problem with Death Stranding was it was, a, it was a cool game. I enjoyed it. I thought it looked very good. I thought I don't think it was a walking simulator. I didn't think it was boring. I, I It was long, which is why I only like, I stopped about halfway through after about 25 hours. Um, but I I'm I struggle to see where it goes with a sequel that's going to grab any new players. I feel like if you've played the first one and you enjoyed it, you'll get the second one. But it's going to be a diminishing return for you know. And then most people who didn't play the first one, they're not suddenly going to go, oh, do you know what I really wish I had played was Death Stranding. Like they've already made their minds up. So well, it's surprising. I think that he's hmm. gone back. To I, I do have a bit of a scoop for you fellas because um, I was on a Zoom call. Okay. You know how sometimes you can just enter in random kind of like Zoom meetings and passwords and stuff, and you just kind of like pop up on like teachers and whatever, like too mad does it yeah. all the time, et cetera. I did that just as an experiment. And I got, uh, I jumped in the Zoom call between um, uh, Nicholas Wanding Refn and Hideo Kojima. It was very interesting. And I introduced uh, Kojima son. I did like it. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, I can hear you. So, you know, to just tell me, like, Death Stranding 2, what's happening? And he told me the story, fellas. Okay? What's going to happen is, BB, yeah, the, the, the BB baby boy, bad well, girl, whatever. What was, what is, well, I don't even fucking remember what it was. It was it was a girl because he calls it Lou Sam. the whole game. Oh, Lou. And at the end, it's like, oh, shit, this is a... I just realized Jonesy hasn't finished it. Sorry. <laughs> Did you mind the spoilers, Jonesy? No, no, sorry. I, like, I was going to say, like, he, come on, the game's so old. Who's going to care? He, he, audience, he, yeah, I didn't like, realize. He, <laughs> he, he calls the BB Lou the whole game, and one of the... It's not even a twist. It's just a reveal late in the game is that Lou's not the male name. It's, like, short for Louise or something like that. So the Norman Reedus' as BB is a girl. Yeah, it's very much like the dog from I Am Legend. Sam. 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 Samantha. That, yeah. um, Samantha. But, okay, so what's going to happen is... It? Actually, it's the exact same as that. <laughs> Oh, well done, fucking Kojima. Yeah. Um, so what's going to happen is Lou, the BB, is going to grow up, okay? And you're going to play as her, and then you're going to go to to meet Norman Reedus, but Norman Reedus is going to get savagely murdered by a golf club. Okay. Maybe. I'm on yeah. board. On board? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yep. I think I, the I, fans would love it. Big time, yeah. I, I, if we've learned anything from the last couple of years of Sony first-party exclusives. It's kill your protagonists um, as early as possible. <laughs> and then you play as Mads Mikkelsen for half the game. <laughs> oh, I think, I re- actually, I think people would really like that. <laughs> people like Mads Mikkelsen a lot. That character yeah. was also very cool. Um, yeah, weird, yeah. but cool. Um, yeah, go on, Jamie. What, what's, your, what's your take on it? Like, I was going to say that... Where's the improvement? Especially well, because like, you know how it ends. And like, where do you yeah. kind of take that? I, I, I don't think there are fundamental improvements that are obvious in when you're looking at what a sequel traditionally is. Um, 
and I, I want to circum like loop back around to that by making the observation. Like, I think this goes one of two ways, and it's easy to look at it. And I feel like the question kind of implied the more sort of pessimistic outlook, which is that is Kojima kind of doing a as weird as this sounds, given you know that Death Stranding is weird and artsy, a kind of a one for them, one for me, Martin Scorsese kind of thing, where mm. Death Stranding, for as odd as it is, actually did prove that it makes bank and you can sell, you know close to 10 million copies and there is an appeal there and as such whether it's uh, sony and playstation or whether it's 505 games someone's like yeah like here's the money no problem and that's what allows him to go and do something mental with xbox and you know whatever that cloud-based game ends up being is it that which would be a bit of a bummer because that suggests that all of a sudden death stranding has gone from being this really weird fringe video game to being the money maker for kojima <laughs> which sounds boring or is this something that genuinely he has an idea and a direction for, which then kind of goes back to the question you originally asked me, Chris. What I hope is the case here is that, like, Kojima made a lot of, like, in very interesting one-off games earlier on in his career, whether it's, like, um, Snatcher or Boktai and all that kind of stuff. Um, when he finally decided to make not just a sequel, but a bunch of different sequels <laughs> to, like, one series that ended up defining his career, he did it for a good reason. And like I think when you look at the, especially when you go from Metal Gear Solid's one through four, and I think you can, most people would add five in there as well. But like, okay, Kojima doesn't make sequels for no reason. And he finds for gameplay and narrative purposes, he finds so many different ways to make it, it justify its existence. Yeah, yeah. And I think with Death Stranding, <clears throat> like what we saw in those jumps from MGS one to two to three to four is while there might be interconnecting characters and plot lines, he, if he needs to jump, 500 years into the future to find a story or a or a mechanic or whatever it is he'll do it and yeah. i hope that's what we see yeah he's saying you're going to start playing off as norman readers but then about two hours in you get replaced by raiden i mean like again again like he will find reasons <laughs> to do things like and like you'll bring back he'll 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 take whatever he wants to say and whatever war he wants to comment on and and he'll work some weird story around it and you know yeah, like, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, and it probably will have a really old or a really young character from Death Stranding 1 in it, and that's cool. <laughs> but what is the kind of hype level here for you guys in terms of Death Stranding 2? Um, I don't have much hype for it, if I'm being honest. Like, I've, I've, I, still, I still want to finish the first one. I still, I'm, I enjoyed that game on, an, on loads of levels, but there's nothing that's like, you, I really want to play a sequel to this. Like, it's a, it's like a slow burner for me. Like I, I really enjoyed so much of it. Again, like I said, it's not one that I want to rush out and grab a sequel to like next year mm. or something. Yeah, just, just give, it make five, some, give it five years. Just make oh, something else, maybe. man. That's my opinion. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm more optimistic. Like if we get a fucking state of play this summer and there's a Death Stranding 2 logo, I come in at a hard 8 out of 10 on the excitometer. On the... Okay. Um, on the erection uh, meter. On the yeah, exactly. Like I'm a full eight out of ten firm mast. Um oh. I, but the caveat there is that is knowingly go, me going in with a naive blind faith in Kojima to do something interesting. And I use the word interesting, not the word good. Um <laughs> and yeah. also with the caveat, and I wonder if this is kind of what is on Jonesy's mind as well, which is if by the time we get to see gameplay. Norman Reedus or a character that is remarkably similar to Norman Reedus is walking around Iceland, like Iceland looking environments and delivering packages. I'll go, huh? Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't need to do that much more of De- that. De- but... Death Stranding 2 is that uh, he visits Europe and he does the exact same thing. No, De- Death Stranding 2 is every single person called up and said their product is faulty, so it's you going back to collect <laughs> the package and taking it back to the depot. Oh, no. It's yeah, Death Stranding 2 lo- returns. Loads of returns. Yeah. Returns policy. The funny thing was about Death Stranding was like every, a lot of people said, oh, it's a walking simulator, walking simulator, you're delivering stuff. But the game actually opened up massively from that point, like the, the amount where you were like building roads and driving cars and trucks and all sorts of crazy stuff. Like it, it massively opened up. So there's a lot of areas you could go with it. Even like the um, the updates and stuff we've seen where you can like, you can jump the bike over a gorge and like you can do all this cool stuff. Um, you can have like to- the can totally, things that Totally cool. Like there's there's a, there's a lot that there's a there's a lot of almost like so I'm not going to say Minecrafty like but there's a lot of um, uh, scope for change from what it was originally almost like um, no man more like No Man's Sky or something like that when it came out to like what it became is quite a long way so it could be really different with two the second installment could be massively different yeah just get some actual feel... gameplay in there and be on to it okay yeah, yikes. Okay. Nah, I mean, the, you know, fine. To each his own. I, I fell off Death Stranding very hard, so I don't really have much to say about it because I didn't get to those further stages with the, like, more involved gameplay, at least. So, you know, just just take me for my, my hot takes and trash opinions where you will. Uh, speaking, fellas, speaking about hot takes and trash opinions, um, and unfortunately, there's a, a, a culprit amongst us <laughs> who maybe has got the worst hot take and the trashest opinions <laughs> that uh not just we've heard but clearly our audience as well and it struck a chord particularly with uh, one of our viewers colin few um who i seem to remember from atg days uh colin says most of the time i either agree with jonesy's hot takes or at least get what he's trying to say but i cannot get on board with the skyrim comments did you play the game man <laughs> I did. I did. I played a lot of. So go on, Jonesy. Refresh us. What what were you trash talking? One of the best games ever made. I think I, if I remember rightly, I, I was talking about how open world specifically, but I was saying about. I think I said Skyrim had like a pretty but kind of boring open world. Um, if I remember rightly. Well, if it was from last week, you were saying how it was simple and yes. uh, not a lot you, you, of you, effort you, and. You implied that, <laughs> sorry, you implied that like um, Techland making an open world RPG with a fantasy setting was like a regression from Dying Light 2 because fantasy settings are more simple and like building block RPGs and use Skyrim oh. as your frame of reference. But was that, wasn't that when I was talking, wasn't that in the conversation when I ended up saying that it was like the compound simplicity though? Made yes, yes, yes. To be fair, you did, you did bring it back around, but. Uh... No, but so, so. I but yeah I no I was yeah I was wrong in I did wasn't trying to suggest that like Skyrim wasn't a good open world. What I meant I was trying to say that built simplicity and like multi layered simplicity can breed a very good world, a very good game, very good open world. But I think the way that I framed Skyrim was to say that it wasn't very good and was a bit simplistic. But I didn't necessarily mean that. It was late. I was tired. Give me a break. <laughs> hey, it was it was no Elden Ring. All right, it, at least that other stuff going on. So there you go. Wow. Oh, this Christ. Hey, well. What you mean just like boss fights followed by boss fights followed by boss fights followed by boss fights? Yeah. Hashtag not my open world. Yeah. Wow. Get a Chris, life. thoughts? Get a laugh. No, we, we, we've got to get a little bit of uh, uh, Elden Ring slander now that you're back on the pod. Uh, I mean, that's fair. Slag it off a little bit. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, no, I've, I've said it before. If people, people who say, oh, it's not like Dark Souls in an open world, like shut the fuck up. It's a Dark Souls in an open world. Just get over it. There's just more. What mechanics. had a better open world, Chris? Just... What had a better open world? Rage two or Elden Ring? <laughs> oh, Rage two, mate. All all day long, like driving. Yeah, in, until in, you can in, in the desert with nothing happening. Elden Ring. Oh yeah, I'm I'm all about it. No, I'm <laughs> man. Listen, as as much as I can kind of put up my hands up and say the gameplay in Death Stranding two is shit, but then at the same time say like, well, maybe I don't really know what I'm talking about. You guys can't talk anything about Elden Ring until you're in it, okay? That's fair. That's we, fair. I, I would make the argument that we have had far more comparable experiences to Elden Ring than you have to Death Stranding. No, because I've actually played Death Stranding. You guys have not played Elden Ring. But you haven't played the sweet spot of Death... Okay, yeah, fair enough, yeah. I still, I still think plus, the, the plus parts I spent, I, yeah. I, I spent like four hours of my life watching the cutscenes on YouTube. True, so. you did. That's actually so one you thing only, you, did, you know so, the story. So you'd only done 0.2% of the game. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you ask me, that's I, I did the big brain maneuver. Didn't waste my fucking life. Uh. <laughs> Video games always better as movies. That's the bottom line. Just <laughs> yeah? to people. No, series. You just got to get um, whatever those dudes that are doing an excellent job on the Halo series to just take care of whatever gaming thing you want to do, and it'll be good. Right, fellas? Yeah. Just get your favorite Elden- character to just bone everyone. Elden Ring, the series, the tarnish finally loses his virginity. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I haven't seen a single fucking thing about about the like actual show of Halo. Have you guys had a look at any of it? No, I've just heard people get annoyed about it because <laughs> yeah. he took his helmet off. He It's rubbish. Um, I, although I did see something that said the first good episode of Halo. Um, the, the well, now that it's coming to the end of the fucking series, apparently there was one good episode, but I haven't I haven't watched any of it, so I can't mm. comment. There was a clip from a fight scene that was doing the rounds inside the last week or two, and yeah. it was not good. Wow, uh, you know that kind of what re, like reminiscent of watching Yoda um, fighting sort of episode two <laughs> and episode three. Oh wait, just that fucking kind of jumping like, around and yeah, center. like that weirdly yeah. loose, like elasticy kind of movement, like overly right. animated. Combined with nothing looking real, um, and yeah. trying to do these kind of like one track shots where they would seamlessly move into like a first person perspective to try and do that that Doom movie style thing for the Halo series, um, oh, and right. it, yeah, it just didn't work. I'll see if I can find a clip for you guys after we've recorded. Yeah, because yeah, that'd be good. It's fascinating for me. It it was DOA because obviously my man Neil Blomkamp wasn't involved anymore. So fuck that shit. Yeah, don't want, don't want to hear it. You, you had yeah. the perfect man for that job. And it wasn't Master Chief. It was Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp. I believe he's Chappy too. (laughs) Um, The Chappy. I believe there is development on District Nine recently, uh, District Ten. And I also believe that he is. I don't remember his exact position, but he's like a creative consultant on some um, uh, some game company. Okay. Okay. That 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 makes sense. He was always kind of interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. It also. Oh, okay. No, I'm. I'm mistaken. Never mind. That's fine. I will never mind. You never mind. All right. Uh, but come on, Jonesy. Like Skyrim, it, like Stone Cold Classic. You can't deny it. No, no. I, I'm not, it was a great. It was a fantastic game. I really enjoyed it. But I, I think what I was trying to say, I wasn't trying to slag off its open world. I was just trying to say that simplicity 
Because I think a lot of the problems I have with open world is they try and make them overly complicated. And if you try and open, and not just open world games, games in general, they try and go for like, we're going to design something really complex. And then you end up with something which is kind of crappy because you can't, it's hard to just design something that complex. But actually, instead of designing something complex, what what often is the, be- are the best games is when it's just like layered simplicity. And you have sim- very t- relatively simple things, concepts that are just sort of stacked on top of one another. And by the end of it, you have this insanely complex world, which is fantastic but is very very simple in you know it's it, it's each individual part um, yeah and it's and that i think is the best way to make games and i think the problem with games they, these days where they sometimes fail like dying light 2 like maybe even cyberpunk to some degree or not fail but cause problems is they try and make something insanely complicated from the outset overly ambitious yeah overly ambitious and then you kind of fail to get where you want to go whereas if you just sort of built something simple and just built it up and built it up and i think skyrim is definitely one of those it seems like that anyway it's like relatively simple like standard fare that they've then pumped into a big open world and it's and it breeds Uh. like a I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if I fully agree world. with that sentiment, I, like, I get what you're yeah. trying to say, but like... I, I'm, like no, it's, right, it's, I'm it's right like, up with you and then you just start using all the wrong words out of nowhere. <laughs> because it's quite a, it's like it's quite a simple... Um, like, the basis of it is like, you know, small like small village, town, whatever, faction, faction. It's all like typical stuff. There's nothing that you kind of weren't expecting, but then you tie the writing together with the cool, like the graphics and how fun that game was to play and the different things you put together. And all that simplicity builds a fantastic game. I don't know, I man, because you you could you could using like console commands just spawn a hundred wheels of cheese to fall to roll down a mountain. That seems pretty fucking complex to me, Alex Jones. It is not complex. It is not complex. That game. I have a, I have a really weird thing that one of the problems. Do you ever do you guys ever do this? Is where you accidentally see behind the curtain of a game and it suddenly has and it just loses like its attraction. Like so, I did this with Doom. The most recent Doom, which I shouldn't have done. I don't know how. I, it was Eternal. almost like a by accident thing. Yes, it's almost, if you watch like a horror film, for example, and you know the tropes in horror films, and you know what they do, and you know how they get you on board, and you know how they scare you, and, all, and how they work, and all this sort of stuff. You accidentally see like how the sausage is made, or you see behind the mm. curtain, and then it's not scary anymore, and you don't really enjoy the oh, film in the same way. That, that happened to me when we were playing Outlast Two on on ATG streams. Remember, I was like, guys, I like no point to any of this. I'm not like. There's no consequence to anything that we do, and I just lost all fear for that game. Remember? Right, and then you kind of, and then you kind of, because you've realised that you have a different experience. Yeah. Right, so yeah, I did totally. that to myself. I did that to myself with Doom, whereby I could. See, it was a really weird thing where I was like looking at the map and I was playing the game, whatever, and I could suddenly just see, oh, this is the whole game is laid out like this, and it's just it seems very uh, like old school in how this whole thing is, and I just didn't have as good an experience with it anymore because it felt, it felt too. It's really hard to describe. It was like a weird thing that I did by accident, and I always think that games. But um, what did you under? If, what did you understand about? Yeah, the oh, so, like, so it was, at the it moment, was, Chris's example makes about fifty-six times more sense than yours. Jeremy. Yeah, so, so just just for so, context, yeah. okay, for, for people that it don't was, quite remember, hold on, hold on. With, with Outlast Two, I realized that their checkpoint system was so fucking forgiving that it didn't didn't matter if you got caught at all, and all of a sudden, all all like the stakes were dis- like disappeared dissolved, dissipated, whatever you want to say. And there was no point to any of it. There was like, there was no loss of anything. There wasn't a loss of resource or a game over or anything. It was just kind of like, yeah, well, you're back to exactly five seconds from when you were before that. It's like, yeah, all right, fine. I'm not scared anymore. Like, fuck it. So I, I obviously, I didn't have that. Well, like Doom's obviously a, 
not the same game, but I had a moment where I was, I think I was trying to do something in a level and I was looking at the map and I was trying to like, oh, how do I get to this certain thing? And I realized that if you kind of looked at the map in a certain way, you could basically see the entirety of the level laid out and how you get to secrets and how you do da 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 da. And it, and it gave me a really weird thing where I suddenly was looking at the game as a game too much and I wasn't enjoying it for the experience. And it was what? my own fault. It's not bad game design. It was literally like me looking behind the curtain. Do you know what I just, way. I just pictured Jonesy doing, fucking going in, in his chair like this. And then Jamie <laughs> turning to me and saying, what's going on? And I turn to Jamie and say, he's beginning to believe. <laughs> it's, short, it's, it's There's a weird thing. If you don't do this, because I don't understand. I, it's, it's a, I, I know, which is fair enough, because I, I suppose you have to have the experience <clears> to understand. But okay, for example, never listen to like a song and then listen to the singer breathe because you'll ruin the entire song for yourself. That's fair. And That's fair. You didn't. You, but what's video nothing? game breathing? So, for example, when you're <laughs> playing the game. breathing. Don't what when, is you, it? when you're playing the game, when you're playing a video game, right? Don't for a second, don't just play the game and enjoy it for what it is. Just like, just try and like look past it almost as if you were designing a game and you're looking at how the levels laid out, how the where the enemies are. How, try and look behind the curtain, and you'll ruin it, you'll ruin stuff for yourself because you'll suddenly realize like the mechanics of the game and how something works and it just loses a lot of the majesty behind I, I, like, I, the design. Like, process. I kind of and get I, the sentiment, but I just don't understand what it, it, it does about doing that. that doesn't you. Like, so, so. So the point with this, so what happened with me with Doom was, because it was a simple game anyway, and the, le- the level design and the way they made that game was like almost old school. It was the, quite an old, yeah, school. Was the amount old of school. The amount of games that Jonesy has described as simple so far, even just in this one podcast. <laughs> yeah, fucking Skyrim, Doom Eternal. <laughs> There's no, no such thing as a simple video game. Yes, there is. Yes, there are. A lot of them are insanely Make one. simple. That... Yes, no, no, they're simple. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, so for, no, I'm, Chris. We're forgetting about the European flag simulator. That's what I'm saying. He's made one. But it depends what you mean. It depends what you mean by si- like. So, for example, it depends what, what I mean by simple. You just call Doom Eternal simple. What do you mean? What I mean by because it is definition simple. It is insane. It is simple. When you boil it down and you say, right, this level, what like, what am I doing? Oh, they've made a map where there's four different like. Uh, vertical play, planes I've got to get from A to B and all I do is but if you boil it down I run down here go down there climb up a ladder get a thing jump up to a place kill a guy and climb so up that, are and you like, saying oh, that you Chris, you understood in the level hates what you needed this. to do to finish the level and it turned you off Jonesy that's the fourth week in a row you've done that <laughs> I knew it's Jamie was going to say I hate when you describe the things you do in it's video the most, games because it ruins the, the video most, games it's the single he, most he, annoying Jamie, any gamer any, ever tries to do about any game in the history of games just when they either don't like it or they don't get it, is to be no, reductive. no. I liked it. I liked Doom. about any I piece of Doom. about any craft on planet yes. Earth because flying planes can. is just a question of putting a hand around a joystick and making sure you don't hit the ocean. <laughs> I mean, you have to make the plane first, which is it wow, quite complicated. Jesus. But yeah. Oh god. No, no. You, do, you know how, okay. do you know how you perform open heart surgery, Jonesy? <laughs> just open, um, up, open, open just up well, the chest. yeah. Open up the open up the heart. Do the thing you need to do. Close it up. If they don't die, you know. Game's over. You don't open the point is, do you know what? Do you know what I, re- I realized open heart surgery, Chris, was simple when I had this weird out of body moment, and all of a sudden I saw the heart in four planes. And I realized if I just make an incision here, uh, put this valve over here, unblock this valve, put a stitch over here, and it, that it's just ah, I realized it was just compound I've got, simplicity. I've got the a good I've simplicity got, of open heart surgery. I've got a good example for you, and it's something I talked about last week, and it's one of the reasons I didn't like it as much as I would have done. So Jedi Fallen Order, which uses the Dark Souls-esque way yeah, of doing yeah. stuff, and when you um, heal up or whatever, you go to a uh, a shrine or you meditate, your en- enemies respawn. 
you when you so I was I've finished Fallen Order this week, and when you like meditate in the same place a few times, and you see the same enemies do exactly the same things every time, that's what I mean by like you kind of see behind the curtain a bit, and it ruins some of that. And okay, when I say that, sim- that, that's an example that makes a little bit more sense than what you're trying to describe. No, because I, I'd have to, I'd literally have to show you the level in Doom I was playing and how it played out. Like, is because I I really enjoyed Doom Eternal. I thought it was very good, but I ruined it for myself. Is what I was saying. Okay, but. Some uh, aspects in games, I think, um, and I know it annoys Jamie, but when you when you deconstruct games, I think the difference between a, a rubbish game that is easily deconstructed and a really incredible game is the way that they hide the simplicity of how the game is made because you yeah, don't sure. see. I know that's Jamie hates it because it's, it's the reductive. man, the man behind the curtain, like. I, I, I which get is that. why, which is why Red Dead Redemption Two was so good because Red Dead Redemption Two did such a good job of hiding like what it was as a game. That's why it was so incredible. It's why the open world seemed so alive when it wasn't. It was just like game Loads elements of people pop, with, uh, popping out, snakes. chatting, people bitten by snakes. But that is the difference okay. for me. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. Okay, how the hell did we get onto this? Because oh, because I slagged off Skyrim. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yes, let this be a lesson to you, Alex Jones. Don't slag uh, off Skyrim. Jamie, if if you would indulge us in being Judge Judy and Executioner uh, for today, okay? I like how you're trusting me to be impartial after I've raised my voice, but thank you. Okay, so, because uh, I, I too fell off quite hard on, on Doom Eternal, but for, and maybe for conceptually similar reasons to what Jonesy is talking about. And what turned me off, I know that you felt, but probably didn't, dissuade you to carry on but for me the thing that made me kind of like jump off of doom eternal was the fact that there was too too much emphasis on almost like a resource management in -hmm. such a fast-paced game in terms of i need to kill these people with this thing to get this ammo to do this to do that to that and it was just like such this like massive fucking cyclical thing that i had to kind of keep my eye on and my keep my thoughts on that mixed with like really fucking ham-fisting in um, uh, platforming on a first-person shooter, which was baffling to me, uh, especially baffling to Jonesy because I saw that clip where he just couldn't get on the one platform <laughs> the and bit. he must have died like 60 times. But yeah, yeah. What, what I want you to do now is take those two ideas because, you know, effectively what I'm saying is I understood the design terms of the game in terms of the resource management that they wanted you to do at, and the different kind of like enemy types and how they tie into that. And that's what put me off. Mm. Compare it to what Jonesy is talking about, if you can kind of ask what he's trying to explain. He can't because I, I said it was a personal experience that I did it to myself. How can he possibly like Jones, know? Alex Jones. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. Who, who's, and it was a good game. A good who game. is more justified in falling off? I don't think you're going to like my answer. He's going to say I, none I, of us. <laughs> no, I think you're both equally as justified because I don't think falling off video games requires justification. Because yes, I, at okay. the end of the hallelujah, day, that's at, fair. At the end of the day, I think whilst I don't, as Jonesy just acknowledged, I don't really understand his perspective and he had a very you know, personal reaction to uh, to Doom Eternal <laughs> that I didn't have. I think that's what, like, we also got to remember that when you're not being reductive and you're taking video games at surface level, it's the exact same as, like, listening to a song or watching a movie and there's a reason some people are going to love it, some people are going to hate it. And when games ask as much of your time and your commitment and your concentration as they do, yeah, like I, I'm not, I'm not about the, you know, the idea of like 
justifying why someone stops playing something because that that um so I, I so I don't understand Jonesy's, but you're both as justified as each other. I do <laughs> so understand. I, I do understand Jonesy in theory. Like he, when you mentioned the music thing, Jonesy, you point out the the singer's breaths and how you listen to that and can kind of be like your weird peek behind the curtain, and you can almost get this otherworldly, you know, third yeah, person when they perspective go, <laughs> on everything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like I get that, and and it happens with with instrumentals too, right? Or all the other way around, where you listen to the a cappella version of a track, or you listen to the instrumental, and you kind of like break things down to its components in a way that yeah. is right. never meant to be seen. Um, mm. And I think that can happen on another level on video games, where there's the components of like the levels and the level design and the you know the enemies and the things that you know items that populate a level and then there's when you start to see mechanics or like like some of the fundamentals of the game in their components and you're like oh when i reach this point of the map and like reach here on the xyz axis that person spawns there and if i couldn't see that texture i'd see them spawn out of thin air and they actually don't spawn out of thin air. They spawn like six feet above the ground because if they <laughs> if they spawn on the ground, there's a chance they'd spawn clipping with the ground and then they'd get stuck and they wouldn't move. So they all spawn in the air, then they drop, and then the first <laughs> thing, and then their AI wakes up and their AI already knows where I am. So they come around the corner. And you're like, you can start to think about video games that way. Um, I just, I just, I just recommend people don't, I guess is what I'm <laughs> I was, saying. I think I if you're speedrunners, think of games that way because that's how they break down games to the component right. parts to see them as um, like like challenges to overcome. And you overcome these challenges by breaking them down bit by bit and understanding how you can gain the system on each and every one of those. That's not what I'm trying to do as, as someone who wants to play games for entertainment. I'm not suggesting that's you tried to do that with Doom. It just it accidentally happened and it ruined the experience. Um, it happened more for me after when after we started on ATG was because one of the things that happened, actually, no, even probably before that was because when I was recording footage to use for videos with games, often I would need to get to a certain point in the game. And so what I would do is I would, I would quickly try and get through a certain area. I'd do a certain thing. And one thing I found with horror games um, was like, oh, I need to get that bit. And I'd played the game or the level before and I was like, I was scared and it was, and I hate don't like horror games. And I would be like, oh, this is horrible. But then I'd play a section again, knowing I needed to film it. And so what I would do is I would just play the section through and suddenly it would not be scary at all because I was like, oh, this is going to jump scare. This is going to happen. I need to go yeah, over there. I want to play a game. You're working. Exactly. You're working. And so one of the things that happened to me, and I think this has then traveled over into like just playing games in my own time, is for some reason, sometimes I it kind of happens to me that I accidentally look on it as like, I'm just trying to get through this. And some games seem to have an easier sense of me seeing that. Like, So Death Stranding is a great example, because Death Stranding, I found like some of that was just almost like played for emotion perfectly that you'd be walking and before you could have a sense of like oh i'm just walking the camera would pull back that music would start it was a like phenomenally beautiful game and i was like oh this is incredible like, i'm just walking down a hill like jamie says if you deconstruct that you could say like oh i'm walking and trying not to fall over and scramble on a surface but it was so pretty and the, and everything worked and was like an orchestra of like the senses that i really enjoyed the experience and then i'd see the floating like what are they called the floaty boys and i genuinely was like worried and like oh crap that this is they're gonna get me and I'd never found myself going, oh, this is just a walking here and this is just a doing that. Like I didn't have that at all with Death Stranding. And a game that did it 
I'm gonna, I will say, even though some people get annoyed, that happened to me recently in the same game, um, went from doing it terribly to doing it really well, was um, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. Uh, no, 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 no. First no. three, first no, three levels, no, rubbish. We, we, we put a ban on it. <laughs> I'm really quickly going to, no, no, I'm really, not gonna the, happen. the final this, I'm six, just going to keep on talking over you because. Someone just, in our Discord even said this and shared a video of a guy who oh had exactly God. the same experience I had, which was that the first three levels were crap. They were just fetch quests or they were just like, go here, talk to him, go here, talk to him. Boring. As soon as you got into the latter six levels, the last six uh, films in chronological order, had a great time. It was so much better. <laughs> Genuinely enjoyed it from like that, from level uh, four to level nine. Fantastic. Uh, and I, it's, yes, it's just, it's just how I think how the game comes across and it can be, even right. in the same game, they can fuck it up and get it right. I'm sorry it's lagged off Skyrim. It's a great game. Someone okay. remade it in Unreal Engine 5, the opening thing. Go and watch it on YouTube because it looks really cool. Uh, all this Unreal Engine 5 shit is like getting a bit much now. Oh, oh, this is what World of Warcraft will look in Unreal Engine 5. And this is what that would look like. And that is like, yeah, but it's not so... Yeah. Do you know what, actually watching that thing to make about Skyrim made me think, wow, Skyrim looked really good. Yeah, right, Skyrim you know, looks, how long ago was Skyrim still looks great, I reckon. Uh it's when you go back to Oblivion and you think to yourself, mm. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if this is a controversial statement, but when I think when you look at Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, and let's say Fallout 3, 4, and New Vegas, yeah. Skyrim was the best looking game relative to what other games looked like at the time at it the came time. out of all of yeah. those. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I might that's be wrong. Uh, someone can correct me, I guess. Maybe the, maybe Fallout 4 is up there as well. Nah. Fallout 4 looked okay, but like performance was also not great. As a person who played Fallout 4 on console, I yeah, uh, yeah, didn't have a good PC at the time. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, anyway, as we're going through all of that, I was thinking, like, this is a great place for a segue. This is a great place for a segue. And Jonesy <laughs> then started talking about Lego fucking Star Wars. So I was super what? quick. Okay, well, Jonesy, from you being super quick to me being super quick as well, mentioning our patrons, because that's about the only segue that I can manage at this point. Uh, that's right. This uh, podcast is brought to you by the wonderful generosity of our patrons. And you too be a patron of the super show if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show and pledge your support for as little as two dollars you get access to our discord server five dollars gets you access to our patreon exclusive content which i think fellas we're going to get started up uh, relatively soon i guess as soon as i'm back from cyprus we'll start kicking that all off again um oh yeah but yeah in the meantime i there have been some people who have been more than generous enough and have been kind of funding the super show madness, the chaos to go past, what are we on now, 124 episodes? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Approaching some kind of a fucking milestone there. So <laughs> there are some names on the screen right now that we'd like to thank. And of course, we're going to shout out some very special people. I am, of course, talking about Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Bill Caesar, Brimstone, Cole K, Helium Joker, I Snort Rock Salt, Jesper Kandal Nielsen, Leo Merger, Mindful Pig, Mr. Anthropic, Nathan Piers. Oh, God, Neil. You gelds dream of prosthetic moustaches, Daniel. Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, and the Ballless Beauty, the Gorgeous Gelding, the Yummy Eunuch, the one and only Mark Clancy. And then, fellas, we've got the big boy. Guys that uh, make me wake up at, at least six days out of the week with heavy erections 
I am, of mm. course, talking about Brett Z, a.k.a. Shellshock, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and Magni May Your Cock Never Burn Mickelson. I don't care if I've done it wrong. I love you either which way. One and all, thank you so much for supporting the Super Show. What, I mean, what more is there to be said, fellas? What wonderful people. I've never oh, yeah. heard a better list. Of, not since Schindler's List has there been a better list of names. Diamonds in the rough. One wow. Hey, uh, rivers in the stream. Let's fucking go. Uh, <laughs> right, fellas, well, moving on from this, let's. I, I want to hear what you guys have been up to because it's been, it's been a hot minute, okay? I know it's only I've missed only a week, but I missed a week before that and possibly a week before that. And I want to hear what you have been up to. Uh, Jonesy, let's start with you. All right, I'll try and rattle through it. Um, I finally Lego finished Star Jedi Wars. Fall- Go fuck yourself. No, I'm not going to mention that. Chris, already- have you ever heard about how it's this bizarre thing happened? The first three episodes. <laughs> you know, I start. <laughs> no, a different Star Wars thing. Jedi Fallen Order. Um, of, on my Star Wars kick at the moment, I decided that I needed more Star Wars and yes. I wanted a more authentic Star Wars experience than some bit more Lego. And that's finished now. So I thought I would. Um, put a fork in Jedi Fallen Order because I hadn't actually finished it. Um, I did the typical thing. I do this so often, right, with games, is that mm. I thought I was like halfway through. Turned out I was basically like three quarters <laughs> or even like five, <laughs> six of the way through. Uh, nice. And so, um, yeah, hop back on it. I and mean, I think I'd finished it in two days. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Good work. Uh, yes. And um, yeah, this, don't, you, don't you feel that that's the symptoms of like kind of like Metroidvania sometimes where it's like, because they would have a progress bar on the worlds that you're visiting in Jedi Fallen Order. It's like, you've only done 14% of this world. Right. And that that's what kind of like put me off. But in actual fact, to finish the game, you only need to complete those worlds at like 30 to 45%. I was the also rest trying is all to... optional. Yeah, absolutely. But I was also trying to play it like not like a Metroidvania. So I was trying to almost play it more linearly um, and yeah. not necessarily run around and try and find everything. But when I went back, I decided, no, I should play it in a, in a kind of more Metroidvania way. So I did make, I did go and get some secrets. I did go and get some unlockables. And it made a, it did make a massive difference because you get like extra stims and you get extra health and you get extra like force powers, etc. And it made a big difference to like boss fights and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I think I had like another three, I think I had three bosses um, to do. Um, and I will say like the end of that where you sort of, I don't, I'll, I'm going to spoil it in case anyone out there is going to play it. I don't know if they're going to play it now. Maybe it's like for sale or something on the, the PlayStation store. Or so, but when you get to the end of that game, um, I, which I had heard, but I hadn't played obviously is you face Darth Vader. And I was got to that point and I was kind of like, and I enjoyed the whole last level where you're running around in, you know, the um, uh, like, empires tunnels and there's stormtroopers everywhere and they sort of flood you with stormtroopers i thought that was wicked i was like oh this is actually really cool like they've done what i wanted them to do with with the rest of the game is keep it super star wars um then you sort of face darth vader and i thought oh they're gonna make me face darth vader he's this uber baddie and i'm gonna have a silly boss fight where it gets to the point where you know i almost kill him and then i don't and whatever but it didn't do that at all it went completely left field on me and just had this fantastic ending that I really enjoyed and and had gravitas and worked completely for me. And I thought it was very, very cool, really enjoyed it. Um, and so now I'm probably looking forward to the sequel more than I was by like a, you know, factor of 10. Um, yeah. Judge, judging, judging, very cool. Judge, yeah. Judging by yeah. how luck I was saying to the fellas before we started recording that, uh, you know, the Star Wars celebration has kicked off as we're recording this. And they've already announced like a bunch of stuff. Uh, they haven't announced a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order yet. Uh, and I said, like, 
fucking Murphy's Law, as soon as we stop recording of this podcast and check Twitter, it'll be there. And we'll be like, yep, oh, missed that one. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully next next week we can talk about this. Um, you know, we'll hopefully. I mean, there's all possibility that it might not be mentioned, but who knows? Possibly I know Jamie's, Jamie's trawling Twitter now. Looking I'm for looking it. at, yeah, the, all we've got so far is... Um, and they've got the, this was, and so or go they've it, got go. the Skeleton Crew. Yeah, and Mando Season 3. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then it looks like there might be some other Lucas stuff going on there because there's a trailer for the new Willow film and oh. a first look at Indiana Willow. Jones 5. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was terrific, Jonesy. <laughs> One more time great. for the people in the back. Willow! Yeah. It's funny because it's not just your impression Mad of a, a, a Willow, but also your impression of a dwarf. I'm trying to think, uh, what, what's the spell? Is it just me or did Jonesy like kind of scrunch his shoulders <laughs> no, when he was doing the sound? What are they called? What are the kids called? The pe- 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 Pippers or something? Pips. I, don't, I don't even I fucking remember. remember. I used what to a love great that movie, movie, man. Willow's amazing. I used to Such love that movie, but I don't remember fuck all. I, I, no, I'm going to have to show it to my kids soon. They're nearly well, old that, enough. That's the joy of Disney Plus, Chris, is they'll make you remember. <laughs> <laughs> they will. Yeah. Talking of Disney Plus, what a fantastic segue, <laughs> Jamie. Because mm. just before coming on here, I checked out uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. The new, oh, I want, uh, I want to see that. Looks decent. Watch it. It is wicked. Like, it's, it is not... I, I heard, I I heard like, they've got ugly Sonic in it. They have yeah, got ugly Sonic. I've seen in that it. scene. That's great. Yeah, that there alone. Are so like, many... I've I've always been a fan of Chip and Dale, but that alone would make me want to watch it anyway. There are so many fun little things that, you, as someone who was born in the decade when you know um, they kind of were born in in the movies, they're like from the eighties. Like they they went to school in the eighties, and then they sort of grow up, and so they're now supposed to be, I guess, in their like thirties, and they've sort of they're not the Rescue Rangers anymore. And it's kind of a weird Who Framed Roger Rabbit thing where it's uh, cartoon CGI and live action, and it's all yeah. like mixed together. Um, but they're actors. They played Chip and Dale in the Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers TV oh, show. Oh, nice. Um, but, but watching it with the kids, like who are then watching it as a, like a fun Disney thing, my wife and I were watching it as a completely different level, um, but with, you know, little callbacks to things and little like uh, in-jokes that you'd get if you were from the era who actually watched Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers when it was originally on the TV. And there was a lot of fun things. And then there was some more modern stuff like Ugly Sonic, um, which is a great scene, like really funny. Um, they even had... Um, uh, some other stuff as well, which as a gamer and, you know, like and stuff, they had like the Uncanny Valley. They go to the Uncanny Valley or it's, it's a place oh, right. in, in uh, Los Angeles, I think, where it's people are walking around. There's a character there who doesn't like look directly at them. And it's like <laughs> looking over their heads like this when he's talking to them. And they, and they even make a joke and they're like, who are you looking at? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm looking right at you. And they're like, no, you're not. You're looking over my head. And he's like, I'm looking I like at that. you right in the eyes. And it's, would yeah, you, would it, you say it's like a, like a deconstructional? It is for sure, it is, mate. It absolutely is. It deconstructs it and it has fun with it. And it's I like does it. Does it deconstruct it to the point where you can see the compound simplicity? <laughs> no. Thank yeah. you. Did, did you get turned off because you knew exactly what Chippendale was asking you to do to complete the level? No, do you know, no, because they kept, they kept throwing new stuff at me all the time that I kept to be entertained and I didn't rest on my laurels and suddenly see nice. how the sausage was made. And so, so, so you good. said you watched it with your kids. Did they enjoy it? Like, because maybe 
some of that stuff, like all those references, they wouldn't get, obviously. No, but so obviously what, the, I mean, you'll know this is having, you know, a young kid as well, that they, they often do it on two levels. So you have the level where the adults can enjoy it and you have the level yeah, where yeah. the kids can enjoy it. And it's like bright and colourful and it's action and stuff and it's all fun and they get flushed down a toilet and then my kids are like, ah, it's going to be poop <laughs> or whatever. Like that, they find that hilarious. Although my six-year-old was like, who's, who's Chip? <laughs> like that one. Who's Dale? That one. Who's Chip? That one. <laughs> Who's Dale? Half the film. Is oh. that Chip or Dale? Oh my goodness. Yeah, That's that, this that stuff kills me, man. And I'm just like, yeah. But, I'd um, be the no, same because I, I don't really know what Chip and Dale is. Oh, get out. You fucking millennial. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's these little chipmunks. I won't bore you. It's these little chipmunks where one of them is basically Indiana Jones. And okay. then his, yeah, and, and the so other he one dresses was, like Indiana Jones. The other one was modelled after Magnum P.I., Right, yes. And so that's Chip and Dale. And then they have a little friend who's like MacGyver, who's the gadgety one. And they have a little friend who flies the plane and is like an Australian. Um, yeah, and they, and they, like they were adventurer. like detectives. And this was a, a yeah. TV show you guys watched. Cartoon. Yeah. Cartoon, cartoon that was on back in the, like, the, the early 90s. Yeah, it was like, like a 80s, Disney early 90s. Yeah. It was okay. quality, man. I used to fucking love it. It was very good. Um, but yeah, this is, an, this is an up to date chip and yeah everything that's on disney plus so um, if you've got disney plus you might enjoy it go check it Quality. out and like i said there's let, a lot to enjoy let, let me tell you this week. weekend is going to be fucking mental that is because we've got stranger things starting on netflix we've got uh obi-wan starting on disney plus oh, yes. and chip and dale for this weekend i've got a fucking stacked house this weekend no more and gaming for me fellas this is this is a top gun and top gun need to see that top gun everything everywhere all at once i need to see as well yeah like, fuck, too many things fellas but yeah well, hang on, Chris. If you see everything, everything everywhere all at once, then you don't need to see anything else. Like, true, it's very true. You've done it all. I like it. That was maybe your worst attempt at humor. Go on, Chunzi. I see one more thing on your list. Last thing that I was just because another you know poor attempt at humor, depending on who you are. That is the only reason I was going to reference it because I was like, I was going to watch it anyway, and then there was loads of kickback about it, and I thought, let me see it. Let me see if it is if it's funny or terrible, or whatever. So I watched the Ricky Gervais stand-up special, Supernature. It is very Ricky Gervais. It's very much like him just slagging stuff off for the for an hour or whatever it is. Um, a lo- it was funny. Like a lot of it was funny. Some of it I can see why there was some kickback. I can see why some people were not that happy with him. Um, I'm not going to go over political. I'm not going to even talk about the jokes that he does. But yeah, it, I watch it if you're into if you like Ricky Gervais. If you like a bit of stand up, it's it's interesting because I've seen subsequently some of the kickback from other comedians that yeah. he's had in the past who I also like. Uh, who've got clips where they're directly saying Ricky Gervais isn't funny because he's he has a go at people about uh, X Y Z like James A Caster who I think is really funny. Um, there was an old clip of his um, where he says like Ricky Gervais is not funny and a bit cringe and does jokes that he shouldn't do, um, but he's very funny as well. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's almost Maybe, like there's lots of different kinds of humor out there. Wow, which is yes, which is strange when you get a situation like the Ricky Gervais thing where people are re- they basically are saying he shouldn't have made the jokes he made, and I guess they they would like Ricky Gervais to not be out there. But then but, but so then that's kind of saying, oh, I don't want Ricky Gervais to be Ricky Gervais, right? And it's like, well, that's not how life works. Unless Ricky Gervais isn't being Ricky Gervais, he's being Ricky Gervais and knows exactly what he's doing. No, mate, it's Ricky Gervais promotion. Oh, but this is this is Ricky the Jervis. thing. The, at your, at this your... is one of the. He's like, okay, if I make if I make a really funny two hour long stand up act, all I have to do is add thirty seconds of trans jokes in there, and I've got I'll, I'll trend worldwide. 
Do you know what's? I have a I have a, a personal story about Ricky about talking to Ricky Gervais, and this is something that I always think about um, because so he even references in this stand up. He's like, "This isn't me. This he is me saying." I met this guy Alex Jones. <laughs> no, no, no. We had no, a discussion, and he said he that Skyrim. To to- he said that Skyrim was shite. Like- it it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Okay. So he even says like at one point, "It's not me." like this isn't what i think this is me making jokes to make you laugh and to be fair to him the audience were laughing their heads off and it was a funny show so you know i can't really yeah, say because they know they're being that. recorded they're not gonna not laugh <laughs> they absolutely could not laugh name one netflix or not even netflix name one comedy special where the audience doesn't laugh I'm, like a recorded syndicated i absolutely special. i absolutely could but i'm not gonna because it would get me in trouble so i'm not gonna say it i'll tell you after um <laughs> No, but okay. Now my private. Oh, okay. Now, now my private experience. Oh, I know which one. I know which one. But now my private experience <laughs> of Ricky Gervais. So, and this because Ricky Gervais, we've all seen Golden Globes like this, where he's having a go at people. He's like, I don't give a, I don't care. I'll say whatever I want. I'm blah blah blah. blah. I was filming a red carpet with um, an interviewer, and Ricky Gervais walked along the red carpet. This is donkey years ago, um, and he's and the interviewer who i was working who i was i was recording with said to ricky who's hotter uh who was in the who's in the movie michelle pfeiffer or someone else i can't remember and ricky ricky said something like um oh grow up or something like that it was it was it was not a not bad comment at all he then went inside the cinema to go and what because it was a premiere so he went inside to go and watch it we were like uh maybe like wrapping up five ten minutes later most people have like gone in he came running out again, came back to us and basically apologised and said, oh, I'm really sorry. I wasn't trying to be mean. Like, you know, I was, you said the question about the thing. And we were like, it was the most vanilla response <laughs> to not wanting to answer that question like I've ever heard. It was very, it was odd because seeing him subsequently as like a, I'll say anything to anyone. I do ha- I do kind of feel like there's a very different Ricky Gervais on stage to a Ricky Gervais oh, in real life. Ugly. That comedians yeah. have material. Material is not what a comedian is, right? But I was I was surprised that he actually like made the effort to go away and then came running back to apologize to us of such a vanilla kind of like and which is completely fair to him. We were asking him to like say which one of his co-stars was was fitter. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'm not gonna do that. Which is like, yeah, of course you don't have to do that. Like, yeah. come on now. But yeah. I see I see him he, he goes jogging around Hampstead quite because he lives in Hampstead. Um and he goes jogging all the time. I see him all the time just kinda like running up and does down. he jog that much yeah he does <laughs> be surprised doesn't look it but he does see right, that was jonesy the comedian with his, yeah, material. with his material does jonesy actively hate fat people no he records a podcast with me but it was just the material hold on hold on hold on because that's kind of like i'm not racist i've got black friends yeah some of my best friends are <laughs> overweight well t- yeah but i also i also was overweight until last year so you was know. yeah Lost you've seen your jowls lately Oh, it's coming back since post COVID. Fucking hell, fellas! I, I don't fit in clothing anymore. I tell you that much. Like all my clothes, because the <laughs> thing is with me, below, no, below the, thing, the nipples, Chris has got nothing on. No, because the thing with me is like, I I don't buy clothing, so a lot of my clothes are like from fucking n fifteen years ago. Yeah, I was a very different physique ten fifteen years ago <laughs> to what I am now. And like, I'm I'm just getting ready to go on holiday, and I'm like, mm, I'll wear this like summer shirt. I put it on. I'm like, nope, that's gonna tear. <laughs> Oh, in my head now, you're just walking around your house with jeans and a, like a, a polo shirt that don't fit, and there's just this pot belly sticking out the front, and everything's undone, and it's just all spilling. No, out. there was this movie. What was it like? You became a no, no, no. You, I don't. That 
Yeah, sure. No, it was. No, there, there was this one thing where the whole premise was he didn't fit in any of his clothes. So he just wore a towel like around his waist everywhere <laughs> oh. he went. What was it? It was like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That sounds funny. Yeah, anyway. Um, the first year of COVID, mate. I it was it was horrendous. I was like, yeah, this needs yeah. to be rectified. Oh. But nothing like gives you the the, the shivers like a, a a fast approaching wedding, and as someone who's attending one in less than a month, I'm like, let's see how that jacket fits, and you're like, it doesn't feel right. Why doesn't it feel right? Yeah. Why does something yeah. feels weird under my arms? Like what? What's this? Fi- yeah. Why are my fingers turning blue? This was tailored. <laughs> yeah. This uh, the last time I tried to put on my uh, the suit I got married in. So um, oh, I'd like try the pulling the trousers on i'm like have they shrunk in the wardrobe like i've I've not worn it for seven years or eight years oh i love that what's going on here anyway let's let's uh, let's move on uh, jamie what have you been playing buddy well it's ironic that jonesy and i and and you as well chris have been having all these conversations about breaking games down to their component parts and (laughs) seeing through you know narrative layers and seeing games what they are and building blocks Yes. Um, because I have been playing the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. Nice. Um, have you been playing it on Switch though? Right. No. Oh. I didn't I didn't even know it was on Switch. I've been playing on PS5. I think it's on Switch. Or maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. I just I, I, I've always game, thought that that would be a really a cool game. game to play on Switch. But anyway, yeah. yeah sorry, well, it's, it's actually it's interesting you mentioned that, Chris, because that was the thing that kind of caught my eye about the Stanley Parable. Because but like I so I had played and was pretty familiar with the original incarnation of um, of the Sandy Parable as a release product, I guess. I never played the the Half Life Two mod, um, and I always thought it was okay. I thought I thought it was more interesting than good, um, mm. and I thought that at the time, like if you go back almost ten years now, like it was exploring territory or commenting on things that like w- were kind of that th- those conversations weren't as frequent as they are now about the relationship between the developer and the and the player and free will and and the illusion yeah. of choice in games and we've been but now in the 10 years since we've had so many conversations about it like it hasn't aged that well so i thought that the ultra deluxe version of this game was kind of really interesting in theory because here's a game that in the 10 years since it was released never left the pc like they could have at any point done the simplest port like you said chris to switch yeah, or yeah. to the even to the ps4 and the xbox mm. one last gen they never did it all of a sudden now they're doing it but it's clearly not just a graphical overhaul because it's been four, almost four years since they announced it. Um, it costs like just shy of twenty quid, and also just like when you know the develop, when you know like what they were saying in the first game, like it's it's almost like there's a frog fractions kind of undertone here, which is that like <laughs> you you haven't just remastered the Stanley Parable, have you? Yeah, and so, and yeah, yeah. Is, is it more like Stanley Parable two? Basically, yes. Like yeah. the, the, different people are describing it in different ways. Like some people are calling it like a director's cut. Some people are calling it a pseudo sequel. But like, without saying too much, like yes, this is this is not a remaster of the Stanley Parable. This is a this is a game with a with with new content, with more new content than you'd be forgiven for thinking based on how they promoted it. Or it's you know, as I can see now with hindsight, it's very you know, on the nose and sort of almost like ironic name, yeah. Ultra Deluxe. Yeah. Um, and it, it needed that because, so for anyone that hadn't played the original, the original game in its entirety is still here and you have an option when you first launch it. Have you played the Stanley Parable before? If you say no, you essentially have to play 
that you essentially have to play the Stanley Parable and you have to get like, I don't even know what it felt like, 8, 10, 12 endings before okay. the new content uh, starts to reveal itself to you, let's say. Um, right. Um, and if you want to do the new content straight away, you can say, yes, I've played it before, and then you'll start experiencing it much, much sooner. Did you did you say no so that you could replay the Stanley Parable? Correct, yes. Right, okay. Which, I again, I so the same thing. My, my, that, my that's feeling, what I would do. My feeling on that was that again, like the ideas of the Stanley Parable were were very interesting for the time and are far less interesting in twenty twenty two, and it's it's kind of that weird okay. thing of like, <laughs> um, it, it, it's so funny given what the conversation we just had with Jonesy around Doom Eternal and stuff. Like <laughs> but it's like, if what the Stanley are Parable, you about to deconstruct a game, James? No, if, if what the but that's Stanley what the game Parable is, though, right? Like was, that's the yeah, game if, is that if the Stanley Parable was it deconstructing itself for you. The yeah. 10 years that of gaming we've done and 10 years of conversation we've had since then have allowed us now to deconstruct their deconstructions. And actually, right. where they were kind of playing on the illusion of choice, but there was still very much a choice because the game was still finite, you now see that finite nature much more than you might have done in 2012 or 2013 right. or whatever. So it is this weird thing of like, oh, like... They've got you know twenty different endings, and they account for all these different things. And if I go into the broom closet enough times, they nail, you know they nail down boards in the broom closet, and I can't go in. But like you start to see how the sausage is made a bit more, just because for the benefit of hindsight. What the new content does is it doesn't try and change that. It doesn't try and like redo the Stanley Parable. It just changes what the developer. It feels like what the developers have to say. So if the Stanley Parable right. was a game that had was commenting on the relationship between the game designer and the player with regards to how the player interacted with the game and player choice or the illusion of choice and player free will and predestination and fate. Um, the, the new content is about the relationship between players and developers in the, in the modern era and like commenting on things like steam reviews and like what, do, what is developing a game, a game like in an era where if a hashtag gets enough momentum, you could be forced to make a design choice or change change a design choice that you didn't want to make. Like it, it's basically cool, man. Yeah. Re reframed its perspective to so it, what it feels like to me. Pure speculation is the developers of the Stanley Parable reconvened. Were like, we could remaster this game, or we could use this as a platform to make like a Stanley Parable one point five that is about how we feel about games development now and insert that within it. And they've done that. That's cool. I remember, I was. I do always remember with Stanley Parable, the first time I went into the broom cupboard and I stood in the corner and then, because oh, I thought like, oh, I was being clever. And then when the voice is like, Stanley wondered why he was standing in the broom closet and he should probably just leave. And I was like, what the, f how the hell did yeah. I know I was doing that? It's like they, was, they, yeah, they thought that. of every eventuality and outcome in that game. Yeah. It was yeah. like the, the kind of like, the party trick du jeu. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for At the sure. time, and like, I don't want to sound too negative on how the Stanley Parables age. Some of it is still quite like a lot of fun, and uh, there were some sequences or endings that I'd forgotten about. Like, did either of you two ever get the the museum ending when you played the first time round? I don't even. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember a museum. It's like it's just as an example. It's basically through some eventuality, uh, Stanley basically. He's about to die. He's on like the, the 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 precipice of death, and he's essentially like plucked out of the game and dropped in this all white museum, like white floor, white walls, white ceiling, like this very grand, like almost like the chateau from the Matrix Reloaded, but more white. And all it is, it it's like 
It's Do you like see a museum. Yeah, of it's, the it's, level it's a museum for oh, the development really? of the yeah. Stanley Parable. So you'll go up and it'll be like, yes. this was an early version of this room, uh, uh, like circa two thousand and eight, or like this was the first piece of art. This this is the sound effects for the for the buttons. We did it by overlaying this that, sound yeah. and this sound, and you push the button, you hear this, and it's there's still really neat shit. Yeah. Or like the, the the trophy or achievement where it's like knock on this this door ten times and you do it and it's like you what you read the achievements and you thought we were just going to give you a achievement <laughs> for knocking on the door ten times go and do this and you, and, you, and then the narrator gets caught up and it's like oh you're doing this well why don't you go we're going to go go and do that go and turn off the printer and you're like oh yeah oh good <laughs> isn't there doesn't the voice of the, the the narrator change at one point there's a there's a female narrator who comes in right. at it's at certain points but. That's not really explored that like no no so I like, just remembering some of the stuff they did which was like so random that was just wicked and you just think yeah. like that guy com- that, that guy comes back um that narrator okay um that's yeah. a cool game if, if you it, haven't played Stanley Parable even if even if it hasn't aged that well I would still recommend people play that just for the um uh, yeah that, that, that's the cool thing experience. about the cool thing about this product is that the Stanley Parable still has things worth experiencing and the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. I'd say be wary with the price because for some people, 17, 18 pounds is a no brainer for other people will be more of a consideration. I get that. Um, and I don't have a time estimate yet for like actual volume of sheer new content, but like it, it does cool. It does. It, it does more cool things. And like the fun, like if you thought what the Stanley parable did was cool, there's more Stanley parable that you now haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, right. and it's modernized and it's relevant. So yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. Um, like also, uh, before I throw it back to you, Chris, I just wanted to give a really quick shout out to a show that I know I'm extremely late to the party on, which is HBO's Barry. Um, yeah, which, buddy. Great show. Yeah. Um, had been, has been recommended to me now over the course of the last three or four years. And I, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, of course. And now with the um, ongoing release of season three uh, to rave reviews, I was like, you know what? I'll jump in. Then as soon as I realized those episodes were 30 minutes long, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and it, like seasons go by faster than, than days of the week. Um, yeah. And yeah, turns out uh, Barry's uh, just as good as you've probably heard it is. And if yeah. you've already watched it, then you know it's good. I haven't, uh, I haven't started season three because I'm waiting for it to kind of like wrap up so I can just binge yeah. it because uh, it is a binge worthy show. But I remember there was one episode in season two that was like just one long shot. Was that the one where those he gets the, the shit beaten out of him by that like kung fu master or some shit? And then yeah, it's the yeah, the episode name is like it's like two names something slash something. It's yeah, got, that that episode the one that's fucking, only got two characters in it. Yeah, that that one. No, well, it's three characters in it because then it's the like daughter of the kung fu master, right? Uh, but that 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 episode fucking blew me away, and I think. At the at that year, it was that, me- episode. that episode was up for like an Emmy or something, and it didn't win, and it was like mm. travesty. It, it, such it's a such show. a smart show, man. It's so good. Yeah, really smart, really funny, but also like appropriately dark. Um, <laughs> Henry uh, Winkler is a revelation. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, the get his name. Uh, no ho Hank. Yeah, no ho Hank. He's oh, so no. fucking. He's like one of the best characters. He's yeah. great. Yeah, he's quality. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, who, knew Bill, who knew Bill Hader was such a good actor? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, there you go. Nice. All right. Uh, Chris, I'll, what yeah. about you, buddy? I'll, I'll jump in. So um, <clears throat> obviously I was in Manchester for most of last week, which is why I missed the podcast. So um, 
a lot of drinking. I say that much. Fair enough. Not work related. Well, work related, but after work related. Um, but what I managed to do last weekend was watch a hell of a lot of Dota Two. Uh, from an esports perspective, because those two had their Stockholm major, which was their mm. first uh, LAN since um, with an audience, probably since COVID. I think right, yeah, that would make sense. Right? <clears throat> yeah, because um, the international last year was didn't have an audience, mm. which was a right. bit of a bummer. <clears throat> but um, yeah, man, I like as much as I like playing Dota. I haven't played Dota in a very long time. Like maybe like. Maybe only played it two or three times this year, but something about watching high-level Dota two is fucking amazing. And I, I, I'm sure people get this just kind of watching their their favorite kind of esports uh, title of choice, essentially. But I fucking love it, man. And what was even nicer about this was um, my boys OG. <coughs> Excuse me, get get I'm choking up here a bit, boys. Um, <laughs> it's emotional. Emotional. No, I'm just getting some fucking phlegm coming out from my lungs because. Still not over it. Um, OG won it amazingly. Uh, spoilers, if you didn't know, they won the whole thing. But they they qualified, and the qualification was a little bit like iffy. And then they got into like group stage. They did start off quite well, but finished quite poorly. But I think they went into upper bracket. They lost their first upper bracket match. Went down into lower bracket. And had to work all their way through lower bracket to finals, and they fucking did it. Nice. So it's a comeback so had, story. Yeah, they had to graft for it. Yeah, they 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 worked hard for it. And what was interesting about this is, um, for people who might know, obviously I've spoken about OG a couple of times, being like a, a very good Dota two organization, two time TI champs, the only two time TI champs, um, basically like millionaires. But what's happened is. Uh, at the end of the last TI <clears throat> where they didn't place very well, I think they became like sixth or fifth or something like that. Um, the entire roster kind of like retired. So they got a new roster right. of like really young people. Like one of the kids, like their wonder kids, ATF, he's 16 years old Jeez. and they've just won right. this fuck. They've just won this fucking major and ATF. What a fucking baller. He's does from, that, wait, <clears throat> does that mean he was six when, Dota 2 came out. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> mad? He's probably been playing since. He's probably started playing then. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, there was a little like mini documentary about him that OG put out and like they interviewed his brothers. They used to take him to like internet cafes in Jordan when he was six years old. They, wow. That's <clears throat> exactly right. But no wonder he's so good at it. He's so funny because his name is uh, Amar and then he his name is Amar the fucker and then they just call him <laughs> ATF. <laughs> 16 year old kid from Jordan. Nice. That's great, man. That's great. Wait, how, how do you, how, is he allowed to have those characters in game? Like, is there any, no, no, is it anywhere it, in the, uh, no, it's just okay. ATF. It's just ATF. Okay. okay. That's great, uh, man. But then, but then people like me, but you know, like, am I the friend? Am I the fiend? Uh, right. Am I the fucker? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. Like it. No. Like it. Yeah. So, you know, big shout out to those boys because they, they fucking, they smashing people with a hell of a lot more experience than they are. So, really impressive. And, hey, you know what? If you don't, Play Dota, maybe you'd be interested in you know just checking out some Dota esports because it is a different beast altogether and it's quite enjoyable. Am I right in thinking the location has been announced for the next TI? I think I saw a headline. Yes, right. it's in Singapore this year. We don't know. I, I don't remember if they gave a date. 
might be September actually. No, they did give a date because it's around the time when Formula One is in Singapore and a few people are kicking off because they're like, well, it's going to be fucking expensive. Like no one's going to have hotels. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think they've given an exact date in, in September, I believe. Anyway, they haven't given an exact date, but they've given the month and that month is when the Grand Prix is on. So they're trying to hope that it's after the Grand Prix. So prices mm. are a little bit easier. Singapore is an expensive country anyway, so... Um, no, is there any chance that you go, or is it? Or is this Singapore? No, 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 no. If they if they have a like, I was seriously contemplating going to the Stockholm major because it's obviously like Sweden's not far. Yeah. Um, the international was meant to be in Sweden last year, and I was like, yeah, I could only see myself doing that. But obviously, COVID and everything. Um, they they've announced the next major, which is going to be in Arlington, Texas. So um, hopefully, no one gets. Uh, Murdered, gun violence, <sighs> put that one out there. Um, but then they should have another major after that, and hopefully that'll be like I don't know. It would be nice to be like a UK major. Probably won't. It's about be. time, right? Like they've. Had, I we, think they've had a UK major before. But what about a UK TI? Oh, I'd fucking cream <sighs> the international live from London. I would honestly cream. I would fucking live stream from there. I would fucking vlog, <laughs> vlog it for everyone. Like. It'd be mental, yeah. Anyway, um, that, that's that's the dope thing. Before I went to um, Manchester, I got an itch, fellas. I was like, I haven't streamed in way too long. Because obviously I wasn't feeling well. My voice was all fucked up. But I thought, thought to myself, you know what? Before I go to Manchester, I need to stream. And I streamed the night before I went to Manchester on Tuesday. Uh, Jonesy popped into that stream. I do appreciate I that, Jonesy. Even did some moderating for me, which was nice. Um but yeah, just the, it was good to be back on stream, streaming some Elden Ring, and it was fun. And uh, Jamie, I was very disappointed that you weren't there. I honestly, <laughs> to give you a clue of how out of the loop I am, I don't even know if I could guess like what day this was or what time or what I was doing when I would have got that notification. I can't recall any of it. I'm done. But yeah, that's fucking very indicative of our lives lately, isn't it? Oh, um, I rarely get your notifications. I don't know what it is, but I don't. I th- I often get a note. I see that you've streamed on Twitter, like you've tweeted yeah. it out or something um, after the fact, and I've missed it. But my notifications from from Twitch sometimes come through and sometimes just don't. It's really oh, bizarre. Mate, this like, time they do. Don't, don't get this me started on fucking top. notifications. I any so I've got you and Jamie. I mean, Jamie never fucking tweets, but regardless, but I've got both of you on um, notifications, like. I want to know every time this person fucking does a tweet and yeah. I don't get anything. Right? Well, I, see, I One time I got it, so I did get it from you this time and I and it was like 10 minutes previously. I was like, oh, he's still streaming. So that's why I could jump on. Nice. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I saw it. But usually it's, it's like hours after. So Chris, you have that with Twitter. So if either of us tweet, you get a notification. Well, I want to, but I don't. Because I was going to say, would you not then find like with Jonesy, it would just be three weeks of silence and seven tweets in one day. Yeah, but I'm here for it, man. Like Jonesy, I like that. Come every on, we, month, we, every we, month we Jonesy be... rediscovers Twitter and he's like, I'm gonna do this. I, I do I, fucking I, love I, it. I do love it. I actually think that I've been I'm pretty consistent now. You I've, are pretty been, consistent. Yeah, you're much better like than it, me. It's yeah. usually a couple of times a day or if, or every other day or something. Yeah, like that. fellas, I I've fallen off hard on like most things like Twitter, even the Discord I've fallen off hard. Uh fucking I'll I'll get there. Like I'm feeling better. Um life is gonna settle in terms of like non- Health stuff for me as well, so you know I'll, mm. I'll get there. Um, but yeah, like I, okay, anyway. But yeah, I, I hope you had a good time on the stream, Jonesy. I mean, I know you don't really care for Elden Ring, but 
It was a fun time. I, I, just I did. Like... I was there to watch you, so that was all good. Saw so go. you uh, carving up some bosses. Hell yeah. The Portrait Bros. Bosses, that's what I say. Yeah, no, it was... It was I, 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 I like the look of Elden Ring. Like, I genuinely am like, oh, I think... I want to, when I see it, I want to play it. And then I remember that it's a FromSoft game and then I'm like, I don't want to play it. So <laughs> then I'm like, but um, I probably will. I will get yeah, there, it. There are point. differences. And this is why, like, bang on that drum, but this is why I'm so keen to kind of get you guys to play it and understand your opinion on it because it, it is a FromSoft open world game. No fucking mistake about it. But there are like slight little variations and tweaks and additions a kind of open it up in a very interesting way. And I'd just be interested to know from a perspective of you guys, where you're saying, I don't like Dark Souls or FromSoft games, how you see those additions and changes and how it kind of like influences you. Right. But anyway. No, no, I'm, I, 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 cause I'm, well, Demon Souls is the one, the remake I've, I've played most of. Yeah. Um, by far. So um, I don't know how much I'd be able to say. I don't have that much experience. Like I tried to play Bloodborne and couldn't get into it. But no, I definitely like to have a go. Yeah, definitely yeah. like to have a go. It would be interesting. Uh, but yeah, like the streaming, man. I just fucking love it. I just wish I had the time to just be like fucking like you. You know what? I, I fucking hate and I lament it. And it, it's kind of like with streaming. It's with. Um, I got this feeling like maybe midway when we're midway through the life cycle of all time gaming. It's like I wish I was doing this shit when I was like early twenties. Even like right. 18, to be honest, like when you had like more time than you knew what to fucking do with. And yeah, like, it's because yeah, totally. it's so much fun. And I, I definitely like, I'm, I'm said so often, but I miss those fucking ATG live fucking days. There's honestly some of the, it, it's obviously, Jonesy, you, you mentioned in one of the podcasts, like this road, oh, Jamie, about the rose tinted glasses, about like Silent Hill. And I know that I'm, that's what I'm getting with ATG and ATG Live because I remember we always used to struggle about like what are we gonna fucking play and you know we were still worried about like the analytics in that at that time and like the performance which is like fuck it was not an yeah. easy time by any means but I I do miss the takeaway that I have from it all yeah man it was cool it was good yeah I mean for like a brief moment there we got to sit for like two or three hours during a work day while being paid in our <laughs> own little mini studio and live stream video games to a cool community and we were always doing it with our friends like yeah. it was there's there's very little not to enjoy there yeah exactly um, exactly uh yeah, we've got I, a decent I, amount of viewers on some of these streams as well which is um you at the time i don't think you think it doesn't really make an impact. You think, oh yeah, no, we've got this, this number of people watching again. And then after the fact, it's like, holy shit! If I, you know, Mate, yeah, there, taken there was one on stream notice. that always fucking blew my mind at ATG, and that was the Crackdown Three stream that we did because it's like, yeah, Crackdown Three, fine. So, and it was just Jamie fucking around in Crackdown Three. It was me and I believe Milo, and we were just kind of like, you know, doing our thing, watching Jamie play and kind of interacting with the chat, and. You know, the, the numbers for live were like normal, but the VOD, like it was like 80,000 views or something. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I remember that always led, led into this theory I had that like we tried a bunch of different stuff when it came to streaming games. And obviously we would play, you know, big new releases and we would sometimes play 
like really bad games and or like the unicorn to, one right yeah. yeah exactly like trying to find the title for the stream bef- uh, before the game so that was the worst reviewed game on metacritic at the time yeah remember <laughs> like i would always think around things like crackdown 3 that actually there was this weird audience for just sometimes when games sit in this weird middle ground where the reviews are okay and like they're not sure if they want to buy it that they just want to watch like an hour or two hours of someone just just playing the game normally, and yeah. the the biggest appetite for that is not like the new God of War because they're just going to buy it. It's like that six out of ten game where they're like, "Do I spend so my money on this?" And <laughs> I, I was very passionate about that audience and that quality and that caliber of game. Yeah, yeah. I've done that so many times as well, where I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, and then I see someone play, I'm like, this looks fun, man. I'm going to get this game. Oh man, yeah. you, you, like, you know what? The, the one that's caught my eye like that right now is although to be fair it's it's so popular that maybe it doesn't necessarily count but v rising yeah I, I don't know how much they paid skill up but fuck me he needs to write them a check <laughs> v i haven't even seen that v rising basically imagine a survival game like early access survival game i know but not not like first person or third person it's like diablo style like isometric top down ah, okay and you're a vampire and so it's like Diablo gameplay, but then building shit like houses and stuff. And then I, I believe there's like a day-night cycle. Right, okay. They've it, just it, passed a million sold, a million units sold. Yeah, yeah like it, a it, week ago. It probably, it was a week ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like mental. less than two weeks old. And it's still in early access. <laughs> yeah. And like a Skill Up's video is called I'm Already Pretty Obsessed with V Rising, brackets, <laughs> early access impressions. As soon as I saw that, I was like, like obviously... When when he gets four hundred thousand views and the game sells a million copies, there's a lot more going on than just him. Yeah, I exactly. Did think right. like that's that's such that's great publicity. Yeah, like yeah. they but, must be licking their lips when videos like that get made. That's that's sure. one of those that I I know what you're talking about, James. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted yeah. you. Uh, no, I was I was just saying I was passionate. Like one example, had it not been on Game Pass, another example of that kind of thing this week would be Sniper Elite Five, where it'd be like. <laughs> I'm not just going to spend 60 quid on Sniper Elite 5, but I might like watch some Sniper Elite 5 gameplay and just see. Now you see, that would have been an ATG live stream <laughs> because we would have gotten Jonesy to play. And, uh, yep. Uh, just being because the, the, the title and thumbnail make themselves as well. Like you just make it about like shooting Hitler and his one singular nut. Yeah. Even if he's not in the game, like, yeah. <laughs> it's still slow-mo shooting Nazis. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, fellas, to, to wrap up my uh, catch up, I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, directed oh, by mm. Sam Raimi, the Rainmeister. Yeah, have you guys seen it? No, no. Yeah, hey, it's an interesting one, fellas. I haven't even seen Spider Man yet, so I'm 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 oh, well. behind. Oh, you're Seriously. you're well behind. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good, interesting, bad, interesting. It kind of like oscillates, to be honest. Um, better than Venom can't let there be college oh, mate come on fucking I could take a shit and not flush it for five days would be better than <laughs> carnage would look similar as well exactly a little bit, little bit red a little bit brown um, so Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness directed by Sam Raimi overall I came away from it saying I really enjoyed that movie okay so I'll, I'll put that out there um, they do some cool things and at times I thought to myself they could do more but what was really cool is like Sam Raimi's horror influence really comes across in this. I, I'm trying not to say too much because obviously like you guys haven't seen it. I don't know if you will see it. Um, I think he, I know it all somehow. Like, well, you with see, the way, yeah. I thought so as well because the trailers seemed like 
quite obviously paints a picture, but I think the trailers did a decent job of kind of a little bit of misdirection. Maybe I'm wrong and it's just the way I kind of like saw it, but it, it I was surprised by the plot points and the story beats. Um, and uh, But at times there were time there were bits and pieces like they could have pushed this so much more, you know, right, or like okay. a multiverse film, which apparently everything everywhere all at once does fucking go Put, mental. Pushed it more just in terms of like more of that everything everywhere all at once in terms of locations. Just more crazy and, shit. Like, just more crazy yeah, shit. Okay. Like, let me, let me give you an example, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, okay? So, uh, Doctor Strange and this girl, America Chavez, they go through this, like, multi-dimensional portal, okay? And they're kind of tumbling through all these different multiverses. And one of them is like, oh, everything's made out of paint. And another thing is like, oh, there's a cartoon one. And it right. goes through all of those things. It's like, that's cool. But really, all that was was a transitionary sequence from one earth-looking multiverse to another earth-looking multiverse. Do you know what I mean? Instead of, like, languishing on getting stuck They're not going to rock around in, like, paint world, though, are they? Like that, I But think they that should, like, everywhere all at once they fucking that. has a, a world where everyone's got fucking sausage fingers. Like, literally, like, long frankfurts of sausage fingers. Like <laughs> I can't it, imagine Doctor Strange doing that, though. But at the same time, they do some other shit that's like, wow, that's really fucking... Yeah, oh, okay. I, I dig it. But I, I like the horror element as well because there's, like, some... Proper, like I came out of that thinking, how did they get away with the rating that they got? Like some of that shit was proper, like gruesome. Look, gruesome, aren't you a bit but worried like, about like, scary, Disney like jumpy? Right? Aren't you a bit worried no about ball. Disney in general? Like Marvel and Star Wars both seem to be doing the same thing, where they're just kind of spreading themselves too thin and going a bit too far down too many different paths. Which I, I think multiverse in MCU and like all the yeah. extra like shows of Star Wars and all like the is it canon? Is it not canon? I'm a bit worried that they're just going a bit too far anyway, so I don't know if maybe going even further into weirdness would be a good idea. No, no, no I, I think weirdness is what they really need to kind of like lean into, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, but there were elements of Doctor Strange where like, and, and so baffling to me, so baffling to me, the opening scene with Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm not going to like tell you what it is, but what I will say is his acting was so fucking bad. Like, so bad, I could not believe it. I could not believe what I was watching. And then I oh, thought, wow. is this going to be like this the whole fucking movie? And it isn't. But, like, to start off your film with, like, really poor fucking acting. Was it bad or was it on purpose? No, no, it wasn't. Like no, it wasn't, on, bad? No, it wasn't on purpose. It was just, like, really no. bad fucking acting. Oh, wow. And then in the scene shortly after that, where it's, like, back to normal and there's a lull and he goes to some wedding, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at his hair and I'm like, you can tell that they've dyed his head, his hair, because the dye is on his scalp. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? I'm like, how yeah, did they yeah, get away totally. with this? That how did they like not they... notice as well? Like it, yeah, like it looked really fucking... It, it looked like something out of the room. <laughs> that's, and that's I was like, how did this happen? Or is it Rudy Giuliani where it starts yeah. running down No, honestly, head. it was like that. Like if, if it was a hot, like two degrees hotter in the room they was in, it would have started oh, fucking bad, melting. Bro. And I was just like, maybe it's just me. I don't know. Like maybe... You know, sometimes you watch something and you, your editor's eye stays on. Yes. You know what I mean sure. by editor's eye, where you notice the details that people are like, I didn't fucking catch that. Um, yeah. But it just it really fucking blew my mind that something like that kind of fucking slipped in there and was not alleviated. Uh, yeah. But yeah. what you're doing right now, Chris, is you're deconstructing the movie and yeah. you're not allowed to do that. Yeah, exactly. You you're not allowed to do it. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I Chris. like, well, that's it. You know what? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is fucking entertainment and 
I'd recommend it because it goes some interesting places, does some interesting things, does some shit things as well, to be fair. But I that that's kind of the the pinch of salt that I take with any Marvel film these days. It's like it's a bit pants, but it's a bit enjoyable. And as long as I come away from it overall thinking it was good, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I, I think that's not a bad bar to set for a film <laughs> for two hours of your life, or maybe yeah. three, knowing Marvel. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know how long it was. It felt a little bit long. I'm not going to lie. Like it felt maybe. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes longer than it should have, but... This is a bit of a tangent, but on the podcast, or even off the podcast, either of you, did I ever bring up that... I think it's called The Little Things, with Denzel Washington and Rami Malek playing detectives, and no. Jared Leto as the suspect. No, I, was, I don't think okay, so. I recommend this oh, also, also to anyone you, no, listening no, along no. at home who's curious to know what, what we mean. Where, but like, if you want, Where is it? Where is it viewable? I viewed it, I believe, on Now TV, so Sky okay. in the UK. Um, okay. uh, but if yes, if you ever if you if you ever want um, an editor's eye experience, I implore anyone even remotely interested to watch again the, the little things it's called. Which again sounds like it should be great. Denzel Washington. It's like imagine a remake of Seven with uh, Denzel Washington as as um, Morgan, uh, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. And Rami Malek as Brad Pitt, and Jared Leto as Kevin Spacey, but in such a way where it's not a spoiler to say that Jared Leto is Kevin Spacey, oh, yeah. and there's much more ambiguity around it. Uh, that's because it's po- he's on the poster. It's not a spoiler. That, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> right. it's more of a who done it than a here I am with you know scraped off fingertips. Um, <laughs> that's acting. But yeah, just just an absolute <laughs> disaster class in movie editing. Oh wow! Okay, like wow. a perfect, a perfectly reasonable, if slightly kind of like B movie ish obvious detective story, completely like knocked out the park by some disastrously bad editing. Butchered. Like yeah, that's you, funny. I almost enjoy watching that sort of stuff sometimes because like, you think, how did they get it so on, wrong? It, honestly, next time you're gonna watch a YouTube video, just watch the first fifteen minutes of that movie. With like with and and imagine, especially, I'm talking to you two. I feel like now more than our audience. But imagine like <laughs> imagine your friend is an editor and they've asked you to check it for them and look out for all the things you look out for, especially in a more of a narrative sense. Yeah, and like pacing and continuity and blocking and like it's 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 it's, it's scary. It's scary. It's scary. Just give it. I, I want to. I want to see the film. Yeah, now, I want to watch it. I want to watch it now. Is. Oh, I, I also checked how long Doctor Strange was. It is two hours and six minutes long, so there you go. That's pretty reasonable. Okay, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm tired. But anyway, that's uh, that's the catch-up. And uh, that was an uh, attempt at a catch-up end sting. Uh, but it's a, a few more kind of like newsy bits now. It's, I think you guys mentioned it on the podcast last week between yourselves, and we're going to kind of echo this sentiment dry, so dry very dry lately this is usually what we tend to see in kind of the lead up to what would be e3 season but i guess now we're just going to call it Summerfest uh season mm-hmm. um where, where a lot of companies are kind of like holding their cards close to their chest and are getting ready for kind of the summer reveals so even though we might be entering into summer now etc it's not time for the summer reveal so it's it's all quiet on the Western Front, as it were. But there are little tidbits here and there, usually by way of confirmed rumors. And one of those confirmed rumors is uh, that God of War Ragnarok is going to, sorry, Jonesy, keep its 2022 release date because the game was recently rela- rated in South Korea. Also, a retailer, Geeky Zone, <laughs> has added several T-shirts, 
plush dolls and accessories from the game to its store. And those accessories have a release date of September 30th, 2022. Now, sometimes these are placeholders, so, you know, pinch of salt. But, fair to say, it's relatively interesting. Uh, you know, in, in less, if you follow the Jonesy path of thinking of things where, you know, even though all the developers countlessly throughout the year have said, no, it's still coming out this year. It's still coming out this year. Even when they had mm. multiple chances, right, to delay it into 2023. They haven't. Jonesy still thinks You know, so, you know what else they haven't done? Release the game, stuff yeah. of the game, or released it, or given us a release date that they might have multiple chances to have done. Corey even rocked up a couple of weeks ago to be like, "When we're ready, we'll show you." And if you want me to believe that they are not ready to even show it, but it's releasing on the twenty. Nah, it's, it's because they're going to have a big state of play for it, right? Like they're not just going to release a trailer or whatever. It's going to be a big uh, state of so. play where it's going to be like, here's the, here's the trailer, and then they're going to be like, and now let's have a look at some gameplay. And then you're going to have Corey fucking Barlog or whoever it is kind of like narrating, and now Kratos is going to do this, and it's going to do that, and let's have a watch. And then and the state of play happen. will finish with the release date, and the release date will be February 2023. Okay, so you've brought your estimation uh, forward like an entire year, right? I thought it was going to be like October or something. I think I said 2023. I think I even said at one point it might even get pushed to 2024. But I, you know, I'll 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 give them their dues and say maybe maybe Feb of 20. At, at this at this rate, you're going to think it's going to be out at the end of summer by next week's podcast. At the no, rate you're I'm backtracking. Stick, I'm I'm not backtracking. I'm saying 2023. It's coming out in 2023. I just don't know when in 2023. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I, I disagree. Like, Jonesy, history may be against you on this one because uh, a similar thing with the South Korean rating happened to Horizon Forbidden West, and that game came out three week, uh, three months later. And tracking from where we are now to let's say September thirtieth, like you know, three-ish, four-ish months. This is true. This is very true. Yeah, I- stars are aligning, fellas. The only thing is, though, if you then go back and remember about Horizon, just just remember how many trailers, how many gameplay trailers, how many cinematic trailers, how many things they'd shown off. Quite a lot more than the God of War Ragnarok. But maybe maybe they felt that they needed to kind of like sell it a bit more than they do God of War. I don't know. Like, you're not wrong. Very true. Very true. You're spitting mad facts there, Alex Jones. I just think you're taking the wrong conclusions from your own facts. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Go on. I also don't think it was that dramatic, like the difference in stuff. Like the the key thing was Horizon got its own state of play, um, which hasn't happened to God of War yet. But otherwise, like, I yeah. feel like there was a whole extra gameplay trailer for um for Horizon that had already come out. I okay, but like there has been a gameplay trailer for God of War. There was um there was the wasn't there has just been one though, isn't there? There was the uh, one we had back in last year where it had the. Yeah, the, the one, one major one that really... reveals. Um, I think I, wasn't there a trailer boy? and then a gameplay trailer. I think, but it also two, wasn't a... two bits of media, no. But I don't think it was a gameplay trailer. It was it was gameplay, but it wasn't like a gameplay trailer. It was like cut up. Yeah, gameplay, gameplay montage slash story montage. Whereas I'm pretty sure we'd had. Oh, maybe we hadn't. I was going to say I think the Horizon, like you know, showing a decent amount of gameplay was like earlier than the state of play but maybe i'm wrong maybe that wasn't i think there's a chance that the horizon stuff happened like slightly earlier when you line up the two things but i do think it's dramatic but but of course this is all depending on when god of war comes out oh of course that's true very true um which uh, like chris you mentioned that uh geeky zones september 30th date 
could be a placeholder. Yeah, I think there's every chance um, that that's still just a placeholder. September would make some amount of sense, I guess, but there, there'd yeah. be no reason to you know pin the tail on the donkey just yet. But overall, I do believe firmly that this is a uh, no smoke without fire situation. Like you don't submit a video game to a ratings board if it's not going to come out for another year, unless things change dramatically or things. For, uh, they, they would have something. There'd have to be a tectonic shift that happens behind the scenes in in the course of the next couple of weeks or months for this game to come out in 2023 in my mind, which doesn't mean yeah. it's impossible, but it does mean that Jonesy's belief that at present it's currently planned for 2023 doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Because yeah. there was also, did you guys see, they um, outlined all their accessibility features like yes, last week. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like a whole big blog post, snippets of gameplay. and uh, so, yeah. like The last time they did doing- that was for... Uh- Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, like, uh, like, why, why would you do that now? Like, like these guys aren't idiots. Like, they, 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 because oh, but why would you? It, because you in, because they intend to release it in 2022. Like, I don't think the intention is to release it in 2023. I think the intention is to release it in 2022. What I'm saying is, I think, given how it's the the dearth of other stuff coming out, I think it will get delayed until 2023. I don't think the intention right now is to release. Where do, where, okay, where does so help me bridge the gap between the lack of intention at the moment, but the reality that it will happen? What what changes? Uh, I think I for me, I think what changes will be um, meetings and discussions. And Jesus Christ, we're not going to get this ready for um, uh, whatever September. We, this is not going to be ready for the end of September. Yeah. We need to push it. I, I think they're in, so, they're at this. So you, you, you think you think they're submitting to ratings boards in May and 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 sending like sending merchandise promotional images to retailers in may and there's still a chance that they're gonna go oh shit actually we need another october november december six five, months five months six months five months six months well no no i think that would be i don't think they're now obviously i'm saying they're not saying now we need five or six months i think that's what will happen so i think that at the moment the intention is like it's coming out it's going to come out this year we're getting everything ready it's been you know we're submitting it for rate da, 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 da. and then we get to the point where they yeah. go, Jesus Christ, we're not going to get this done. We push it. And I would just say, if you look at games like Cyberpunk that went gold and were like, oh yeah, it's been it's been signed off by Sony, it's been signed off, everyone's yep, happy with Cyberpunk's it. Really yeah. And it's still not and it's still not finished. But, look at a game like Halo, you, don't you which want to came out, which yourself? got right close to the line, and then Halo they delayed for a year. Yeah. Like there's been so Starfield. many occasions where it's happened. And but, Starfield was supposed to come out in like this year as well. Yeah. So so there were two points that I, I was going to make, and, and one of them was like, you know. If, if it can happen to Cyberpunk after they go gold, it could happen here after they've missed a rating sport. That's fine. Like, I, I do concede that point. One thing I want I want us to maybe consider is in this post-Cyberpunk um, world, right, where you hope that people learn the lesson, although we one thing we've mentioned on this podcast multiple times is that the industry never fucking learns from itself. <laughs> um, but you'd like to think that Sony for a long time have been operating on more of a more of a close-knit ecosystem right where right. for their first party content where they are in control they kind of set the pace and the only like there's not a lot of external factors to that and you'd like to think that the the mixture of a post cyberpunk world where that is a problem you say oh we've gone gold and fucking toot your own horn and then fucking delay a game and then after playing it, have it be absolute shit. 
And looking at the Halo stuff, we're saying Xbox is a main competitor and that's happened there. And Starfield is part of Xbox and that's all there. You'd think that they would maybe be a little bit more cautious, I would imagine. Yeah, no, for sure. But then to me, that can go both ways because that could suggest to me that they get to... They're they're trying to keep a high handle on it, and they're and they're saying no, no, we're going to get it made, we're going to get, it, don't worry about it. And then Sony look at it and say, we don't want to be handing out refunds, so we're going to say you need just, to push it. I just think there's a big like you like you're bringing the it's idea pure of speculation. Refunds. Like it's pure there's speculation. such a huge difference between what CD Projekt Red were trying to do with Cyberpunk and a sequel to a game that was already damn huge. near perfect. <laughs> huge, absolutely huge difference, absolutely huge difference. Yeah. But, no, um, also but, but Jonesy's right, though. Like, like, any, anything can happen. The thing is, like, yes. one thing we've learned, regardless the, of anything, the, is, like, anything can fucking happen. I suppose what the, I mean the, is, the, I was going to say, was it once bitten, twice shy, right? So in my mind, to Chris's point about saying Sony have got more of a handle on it, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, but I could imagine us a world where Sony are because of what happened with cyberpunk and because they're like oh my god we had to do refunds we never thought we're gonna have to do that is that they almost are like a game like uh god of war ragnarok which should which is much easier to do and get out and is not gonna have anywhere near the problem it's an easy game jamie it's It's an easy game it's simple simple um that they might well be almost uh overly cautious and say no you need three more months yeah i I think they have been overly cautious because yeah i I, i'm still kind of like I'm still Do you think we're re- in cautious now? Well, like the, the no, I, I think we we're in delay territory. Like I think it's been delayed internally, and not, we didn't know well, about hey, it. Right. It's been delayed externally. Wait, well, yeah, that too. The first trailer said it was 2021. They in June of 2021 they came out and said it's going to come out. So they already delayed it by over a year. Yeah. Um. And and they did that already. Like Cyberpunk had already come out. Like when they bought it an extra year, Cyber the Cyberpunk fallout had happened. So. A lot of the kind of the retrospective pussy footing stuff has kind of theoretically already happened. <laughs> yeah, I should write down all my like random bullshit takes that See, I probably I, never I gonna happen. I, I kind of keep hate on a board, and then I could scrub them <laughs> off as they happen them. or don't happen. The reason, no, the reason I hate them is because Jonesy does it in this very smart way, where it's basically win-win. Because if he gets delayed, and it, especially if it comes out in twenty twenty-three, then Jonesy gets to come on this podcast, arms folded. And say, I'm a genius. I saw it coming. <laughs> and if it doesn't get delayed, Jesse just goes, Oh yeah, wicked. It's coming out this year. And everyone moves on. And no one ever holds <laughs> And everyone forgets that I ever said. And so it. I'm 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 saying it now, and I want the audience to like hold me to this. I'm I want Jonesy to be accountable for the fact that he is so steadfast in his belief that God of War will not come out this year. So what are we saying? If if God of War doesn't come out this year, it's Jonesy's no, fault Chris, and he needs a forfeit. I've I've got a bet I've got the best idea possible. Jonesy. Yeah. No matter when God of War comes out, you're not allowed to play it until February 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it's coming and if, out and if first it comes, of and if Jan it come, and if 2023. It out, if it comes out in 2023, I'll buy it for you. That's the flip side. I was going to say, if it comes out in 2023, you're not allowed to play it until 2024. <laughs> <laughs> no deal. I would cut off our friendship and leave this podcast. Just oh my God, Jesus. That, that's where the line is, hey? Okay. Yeah, Kratos drew the line in the no, snow. No, but like, do, do you remember when I said that I, I had a really sneaking suspicion that it was going to launch at the beginning of this year, like March, somewhere around there? Like, right. Judging off of that tra- that gameplay montage trailer that they had, yeah. And I, I, like, obviously that didn't transpire, but I still think that there was, still think I was onto something there, and I think that there was probably an internal, del- like, a further internal delay. 
Well, the other element there was, uh, I think, Chris, I don't remember the timeline of when you kind of made your estimates, but for a very, very, very long time, Horizon was meant to come out at the end of 2021. And it was quite easy to imagine this Horizon Q4 2021. Yeah, filling the slot, sort of yeah. War, then Q1. And so... It's like, well, as soon as Horizon becomes like whatever it was, a March game, like God of War can't be a March game. Yeah. So God of War becomes at the earliest a June game, and then you realize there's no such thing as a June game because June <laughs> is June, and yeah. all of a sudden it's like a September game at the earliest, yeah. which maybe is what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I'm, I almost feel the need to go back and watch like um, all the tr- everything we've had so far for like for God of War Ragnarok. Oh, it, I, yeah, reason- I do that. I do that all the time. Yeah, that's like, not much. I, I, I go no, back and no, watch know, the like release trailers for like the teaser trailer for Elden Ring. Like now that I know more of the story, <laughs> it's like I lo- I love doing that. And and do, like do you know- actually a, a really good example of that, okay, was on um Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I watch I watch a lot of Marvel films with my brother in law. We it's kind of like our thing. Um so we went to go watch this one together and he said he hadn't watched any of the trailers for it he was like no i just want to go like after the spider-man thing he didn't want any spoilers so he went in like that and what i had said about this the trailer for this doing a fairly good job in misrepresenting what the story does i said to him it'll be a really good exercise now that you've seen the film to go back and watch the trailer and see what they've done right yeah yeah, because and see how whether or not they did kind of subvert your expectations. Yeah, and, so and so I love not, always like yeah. going back and what like fuck it like go go back and watch the fucking reveal trailer for Cyberpunk and what it. I I, I, I mean in the sense that I'd love to collect together everything God of War because I know I know that people are gonna be like oh it's just or it's just what they do and how they do it just feels for me like God of War Ragnarok specifically has not followed a typical kind of release just like trailer promo yeah. stuff yeah. for what you'd expect for a game to be releasing in september of this year and it's even down to silly stuff that i know and, and you could absolutely just blow me out just like blow me away and say oh come on man like this has got nothing to do with it but it's even stuff like the first trailer we had or, or the last trailer we had i think it was and then we then had the release of all the character the um the the character like um, pictures and stuff after the trailer came out and then it was just like well that's if they wanted to show those characters they could have just showed them in the game like that's interesting that they chose to show them like on twitter and to tweet them out yeah. and then it just kind of plays on my mind like is that because they weren't happy with what they could show of those characters at that point in the game or the the parts of the games those characters are in weren't ready and then i'm like well if that's the case and then my mind yeah, but that's goes, like a, that's an inherently pessimistic way of like it's not pessimistic like- well, it's like you're you're asking, raising a question, then or like opting to believe the most negative, uh, like. Uh, I don't find the negative it. though. Like I, I'm I'm perfectly happy to play the game when it comes out. Like if they delayed it, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't make me think. Like I'm, oh, I really want. Like I'd I'd be like I'm kind of of the mindset now that I think a lot of people are. And I want to play that game when it's ready to play. Like I I yeah. really enjoyed the first one. I'm not going to be annoyed if it comes out in 2023. I'm just going to think like I'd rather it came out really good than cyberpunk did <laughs> and then we have yeah, to wait when it's out um, yeah. so i'm not i don't think it's i'm not being negative pessimistic. No, no, I, think no, I, I, I just mean be... like when you were talking about like like to the idea that you see a piece of art they say hey here's a drawing of what thor looks like in this game and your brain goes oh well they're doing this because it, they, there's nothing good enough in the game to show us they don't like, what more, it looks more like, like why more like why that's it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a why like it's character work like call of duty modern warfare 2 did it this week they're like is a picture of the characters. So you, I, we'll give you a trailer later. 
Yeah, maybe, and, maybe. and to be fair, like Elden maybe. Ring did very similar stuff as well. It's like here's some of the classes you'll play the, as an image. An example of I can give you of how quickly a game can change, like and how one state of play will like completely change your perception of how ready you are for a game and whether whether or not a game is ready to come out and whether or not you want to play it is Hogwarts Legacy, which was like right. that had like one cinematic trailer like whatever it was a few years ago now it, it like disappeared for ages it came back like trailer then a state of play where it's like here's the first time you've seen gameplay 15 minutes that game's out in uh five months it's like yeah okay like Hogwarts, yeah i'm that's good that game's been in my consciousness for long enough now that all <laughs> it had to do is pop back up say here i am this is what i look like and i'm like cool i'm down but it's, and he, but again, there's been 15 minutes of gameplay of Hogwarts, of Hogwarts Legacy been released, and if we're talking yeah. that it's coming out after God of War Ragnarok, then it's kind okay. of then to me well, it's like then, we could have sorry. had 15 minutes of God of let, War Ragnarok. Let me clarify that I think for God of War to come out in September, yeah. it has to have had something like there has to have been something additional uh, by the end of June. Oh, this, is, this actually, this is interesting. So this is cool. So because we're now like, we're looking down the barrel of June. So are we kind of saying, do we all kind of agree that if we don't see anything, uh, substan- I'd say substantial, um, like, a, let's say like a first eight minutes or whatever they do of, or or just like a decent state of play, chunk of gameplay it, it, It'll be a state of play. But if, but if we don't see a decent chunk by the end of June, would you say, oh, it's not coming out this year? I'd say I wouldn't so. say it's not coming out. I wouldn't say it's not coming out this year. I would say it's not coming out in September. Yeah. Oh, okay, but maybe Christmas or whatever holiday, blah blah blah. Potentially, I, I, okay, or I'll put I'll put five pounds on it, saying that we'll see something before the end of July. Before the end of July, okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to like bet or anything because I, <laughs> I think it's um like I've got no idea. But I just thought as an intro, I don't know if your minds would be changed. I, I just by I just think that like I just think that like the July window, regardless of whether the game releases in September or. November, like we're gonna see it in July. Mm. Right, okay, yeah. I I would I would be. It's that, just that's getting, like that's the biggest opportunity time. for them to do it. Time. So, but then, but that, it depends yeah. if they do it standalone. Yeah. That's fine. My worry is that if they do it, want it to be a part of a showcase. Like, if we don't get a showcase in June, then I probably don't think we're getting one to September. If we don't see God of War till September, then I think Jonesy's right, and it's February. There's a because there's a weird thing and I I'm not a game dev and some of our audience I know like know a lot more about that than I do so maybe they can sort of um, chime in in the comments but to if a game was releasing in like September then the game is done now basically because the amount it's, of stuff it's they've possible got to do yeah it's mm, possible no it is possible mm, it could be done and they're waiting it's, for the proper it's release possible. it's it's also very possibly not done at all. Not done. Not done is in the sense of complete. Maybe not complete done, but it's ba- but it's ninety nine percent done, right? No, because like, you have. Would you? I reckon there could still be a decent chunk of that game to have to finish in the next four months. Yes. Oh, well, okay. it depends I, what you mean I, by I, finish. I, depends what you mean. Sorry, it depends what you mean by chunk. Like if you mean so, if you mean are there still levels that haven't been designed? Like obviously the old art that hasn't been done. The art or that the answer is no. Oh no, but that's like, all done. But right, yeah, yeah. game games wouldn't be patched for months after release if games were finished months before yeah i suppose my question is my question is would you expect them to be at a point now four months before release whereby they could show you like gameplay trailers cinematic loads of stuff loads of like play this play that so we'd be saying that there is there would need to be everything ready now to do a state of play tomorrow if they wanted to not saying they're gonna but if they wanted to okay i'd like to think so 
Right, okay. Yeah, but that's, also that's... let me let me point to Elden Ring's launch when they were like, it's coming out here. Then they delayed it. Then they're like, no, no, this is the definitive date. And then they delayed it by a month purely because they said they wanted to polish and do bug fixes. But then Elden so the Ring game is finished it's... at that point, but they're like, no, we, we, could, we can tweak things and we can... We can just give it a little, a little bit of spit and polish there. But, I mean, Elden Ring's a much more simple game, though, so, you know, if you're going to... Um... Very simple game. <laughs> it's just Dark Souls in an open Not world. really. It's a joke. Don't give me... Don't attack me. I will um, okay. gnaw in your testicles, young man. I, I hope it comes out this year. I hope they're ready to release. If they're not, I'm I'm like, do it 2023. Buddy, do it it's going to come out this year. It's going to come out this year, all right? <laughs> you, you, you're speaking to the guy that accurately predicted the fact that Xbox bought uh activision blizzard so come on well oh, blizzard yeah that's true actually, also the guy who accurately predicted the way in which the uh dual sense 5 controllers were going to work with the playstation 5 and backwards compatibility so uh, all i'm saying is for recognizing my achievements Jonesy. <laughs> chris chris is batting quite whilst he doesn't have any um he doesn't have any conviction in his uh in his <laughs> prophecies they're often right what do you mean there's full conviction in my prophecy you wouldn't join in the bet you said no because you didn't. You didn't trust your. You didn't. You weren't. Con- no, more because there wasn't a place for me to join in the bet. Like there wasn't a, a, a enticing reason. Fair enough. Mm. Anyway, Fair tell enough. you what though, lads. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go I was going to say we need God of War to come out this year because if God of War doesn't come out this year, and there aren't some developers who are willing to do some wicked six month turnarounds on announce and release <laughs> come you know E three yeah. season, then this year and this Q four. Is going to be a stinker, I reckon. Yeah. An absolute stinker. Yeah, yeah. Every I, I, I agree of this with that. Podcast is going to be like nothing's happened. There's according by the the Wikipedia article, 2022 in video games, there isn't a single game slated to come out in November. That's mad. This is that's bad. Fun. But you, that's that's all going to be filled out in Summer Games Fest. Well, like yeah, there, there was a there was a things will get released there was a report. Hogwarts hasn't got a release date yet either, right? It's got a, that's Christmas time, so maybe that's like that's sort all. Of yeah, as well. and there was a report yeah. um, that Sony has, I believe was it one or two of their games as a service games that they touted was meant for release this year. Two, Even, it's, they've got two more games coming out this fiscal. Yeah, which which haven't been revealed at all. Correct at all. Right. Let that yeah, well, one in. of them's one of them's going to be Naughty Dog's standalone multiplayer Last of Us thing, almost certainly. There's my yeah, there's yeah, my, there's, there's my hot ticket. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a that's a fair punt. Uh, anyway, fellas, let's. I'm going to quick fire some things and we'll end off on a on a more juicy thing. I think. Okay, so one of the things I wanted to mention was Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two has now got a firm release date, and as uh, Jamie mentioned, we've seen some pictures of the characters. Uh, yeah, do you like faces? Again, it's like the most boring fucking reveal for, uh, like, a remake <sighs> of one of the most highly See, regarded Call of Duty's released. Like, it's just baffling to me. Chris, I would agree with you if Ghost wasn't the coolest character in the history of video games, okay? He's got the coolest face, he's got the coolest mask, and I, for one... I'm whacking off at the prospect of getting boots on the ground with Task Force 141. Bravo 6, going dark. (laughs) Stay frosty. Um, Yeah. We get dirty, the world stays clean. (laughs) I love that. Uh, They should just cast you in it, Jamie. It would be really good. Captain Price, your fruit-killing skills are remarkable. 
but but don't you agree with me that it's just like so fucking damp squib with all of this yeah the way they've gone about it did you see the you see the drone video they did where it's like we brought these boats together and it's yes face it's like yeah who's like we've sat in those meetings before where ideas like that are pitched and someone with too much money throws it at an idea (laughs) that was never that good to begin with and you're like you're gonna get a million views on youtube like like just by saying the name of the game and giving it a release. Like, just, what are we, what are you spending that yeah. It's also horrendous when you know how much they've spent on that and you know that there were so many better ideas that came across yeah. in those meetings. That oh, yeah, because we, we were on the other end of that table sometimes. With the better ideas. With yeah. the better ideas. Like uh, a yeah. cash machine that just starts throwing up money in the middle of the... Anyway. Uh, yeah, that was um, such a good idea. Hot, that was a wicked idea. More, more hot scoops. Mm. Um, current word on the street is there'll be some kind of trailer for that... Um, on June 8th, which for yes, anyone keeping so. track is the day before Keeley's event. So I think we could get standalone kind of COD story trailer June 8th and then maybe um, a gameplay demo like we got for Vanguard at Keeley's Summer Games Fest. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. I haven't even finished Vanguard yet. It's the first Call of Duty game I haven't finished it's, in like... Bro, it's like three hours long. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, I but Josie, have finished. you finished... Modern, the Modern Warfare remake. You did. Oh, yeah, yeah, the remake. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's all you need to worry about. Jonesy went dark. Jonesy went dark. Yeah, I did. I did. Jonesy, did you get did you get dirty so the world could stay clean? I did. I did. Haven't, isn't, haven't, um, I, heard re- I heard the other day someone was saying that the number of people that have fallen off of Warzone is like astronomical, like the number of people that aren't playing that anymore. Um, I can believe it. I'm one of them. <laughs> I yeah. think yeah, all three of us technically it's are like 50, statistically. 50 million, 50 million players down or something. Yeah. Um, I, um, over the course of this year or something. It's to be expected, like when the, when the game's like built on such fucking shoddy foundations and they're not yeah. innovating enough with what they're releasing. Like, yeah. yeah. They can continuously. You know, you like Verdansk. Like... Do you like it in the past? <laughs> not really. Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, you um, mean that I'll kind of like it. 50% opacity sepia filter you put over everything? <laughs> I'm all right. I've got a question for you. Uh, turning out to be a, a long podcast here, fellas. I do apologize. A little bit of an aside. So, effectively, the Modern Warfare remake turned out to almost be like a prequel to what Modern Warfare was, like the original story, right? But it wasn't even, I don't think we can call it a remake, though, right? Because it wasn't a remake. It was just it was a, a reboot. It was, it was yeah, a, a reboot, reboot yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a reboot, but then it kind of like led into what would be the foundations of the story for the original Modern Warfare. With some twists, yes. With some twists, yeah, sure, of course. But now we're going into Modern Warfare 2 as a reboot or or a sequel to the reboot. But is this sequel to the reboot going to follow story beats from the original fucking Modern Warfare 1? It's so fucking confusing. I don't believe... So you're right. Basically, what what my understanding is what happened is that the ending, as we've talked about in the past, of the Modern Warfare of Modern Warfare 2019, yeah. um, teased elements of what Modern Warfare 2007 was about. Yes, um, but twisted some of them. One example is uh, the presence of uh, Zakayev. Um, Imran Zakayev is the big bad of Call of Duty Four. Um, yeah. They they hint uh, in in 2019 that his son, who is yeah. kind of a bit small, a bit part character in COD Four, is now the big bad. The, the thing that I haven't really kept track on is that the 
seasons of Warzone and technically Modern Warfare oh, that yeah, came out after that well, game yeah. all had story and cutscenes that were canon and dealt with some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, you're that's right. how I ca- forgot about so, that. So like the reason like characters like Ghost and Soap are now just here is because they were all actually introduced to Modern Warfare and Warzone and they all had cutscenes. Like there's seen there's already cutscenes out there if you go online where Alex, one of the protagonists from Modern Warfare 2019 meets ghost for example yes, yeah um, yeah i forgot about I, that completely actually you're right and so i think i think they're going to use that as a platform to deviate even more because obviously the word on the street is that this one will be going into central and south america and dealing with um cartel stuff which is backed up by the fact that the new character that's been revealed this week is a mexican special agent vargas um so i think they'll deviate more personally interesting Vargas. Oh, so they got Angry Joe. Yeah, Angry Joe himself is is the that, new member be, of Task Force One for One. That'd be so funny, especially if he wears those jeans that you described when you were in line with him. Yeah, thirty three. <laughs> um, okay, cool. The- <laughs> oh God, Angry and, Joe, and he another, was angry. He was angry. <laughs> another thing, just to kind of touch on, is PlayStation Plus is worrying fans following their launch in Asia because services library seems to be like lighter than anticipated at least initially and sony's classic ps games seem to be at 50 hertz even in non-pal regions i guess that wouldn't bother us entirely because we would have been used to the 50 hertz version anyway we're in pal regions so we are in a pal region yeah yeah but uh users have claimed that ps plus upgrades penalize those who use discounts or stacked subscriptions obviously they are very much trying to discourage stacked subscriptions but the discounts thing is funny because I was reading some discourse about it and effectively they're saying, like, how can Sony track what is a discounted um, yeah. subscription? But surely it's just a code that someone else gets and I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I don't even know why they're bothering. Like, do you really need to squeeze every penny that much? It's, it's like the Netflix thing. Like, Netflix, like, oh, we're going to crack down on, on password sharing. Yeah, well, as soon as you fucking announced that, you lost, like, fucking 20 million users. Yeah. Like, People were like, yeah, we're going to crack down on giving you money. Yeah, like, fucking surprise. That's not surprise. quite the same thing, to be fair. It's, That's it's, like... Netflix like, going, by the way, you know, we were letting you let your mum steal Netflix from uh, your account. Like, we're now going to um, not let you steal it. That's a little bit different from from this. Uh, you yeah. see, I, I think it's a it's a feature that's exploitable. So if you're going to complain <laughs> about a feature that you fucking offer, then you're the fucking asshole. Yeah, I, I guess right. it, I guess it's weird. Like, yeah, you would feel weird about this if you like legitimately bought a bunch of these things, like a bunch of codes, or stacked a bunch of subscriptions at a discounted price that was legitimately being honoured by a retailer. And now Sony were like, "No, you're not getting away with that. You have to pay us the you know the." The rest of it to make up the full cost. Yeah. You'd be like, no. Oh no, no, yeah. In that case, I would say, yeah, I would think that would. It's that a very would... odd move, and it's such like horrible PR at a time where they're already dropping the ball in a number of different ways. Whether it's like with the fucking, like, do you hear the thing about the Jim Ryan abortion email? Oh yeah, mental, oh, hell, yes, like, absolutely yeah. mental. Just, the, just, just the just the dumbest. No matter what you think, just the dumbest shit. But wasn't that where he started talking about his cats? Yes. Yeah, he, no, he was like, he was like, oh, we have to respect everyone's opinions, even those that are like pro-abortion. By the way, my cats are fucking awesome. Like, hey, okay. I see, but I, I are you having like a stroke? It, but see, I think if he'd have just left it as, look, 
we're a company. Some people think differently. We can't fall out over it. I think that's you. you that fair enough. Like you're, a, if you, that's what you need to say to make people try and get on at work. Yeah, so yeah. Maybe I can you get say that. like don't speak politics. But then to start going on to like his cats is just that's super weird. That's someone who has is super out of touch. Has no idea what they're going on about and just starts like just their brain wanders somewhere else and they just keep typing and you're like, no, mate, <laughs> just yeah. stop. Just stop. It, it is kind of weird, but well, it's not not as weird as this final story. Um, of the evening. And Jonesy, I saw you tweet about this and and I, I've got some strong words here, okay? <laughs> uh, because electronic firm TCL says it expects PS5 Pro and new Xbox Series consoles by 2024 in kind of like a leaked presentation. Yes, so, it was like and, a... I can't remember who I saw the tweet from. It was some random had like taken a picture of a board that someone was talking about, giving a presentation, yeah. It was like Benji Sales or whatever. I, I don't know. But yeah, like the, the whole thing of this was like, and they showed some specs and they're like, kind of, oh yeah, it's going to output 8K. Forgetting, of course, that PS5 is actually slated to output 8K as well in specific circumstances, but whatever. So they, people are speculating that this is just TCL trying to um, increase excitement around their 8K television line because they're like television producers. Um but I would just say strong words to anybody that thinks a PS5 Pro or a new Xbox Series console is going to come out next year. You're a fucking idiot. I mean, yeah, fundamentally. I agree. Straight up on the table, you're a fucking idiot. I, I, not, I, I love you because you're listening to this podcast right now, but you're a fucking idiot. Not to mention the fact that um, they've they've also, you know, the stories, we were saying just before the podcast went on, like there's still the stories about like PS5 stock is still going to be really hard to get hold of going yeah. into 2024. And, like, so they're going to drop the new PS5 Pro and you're still not going to be able to buy that. You're not going to be able to buy the PS5. Exactly, exactly. The, the, only thing, the only thing I can, I can think of is they create a different SKU that is just easier for them to manufacture, but effectively it's the same thing. That's the only uh, thing I right. can see happening, like between now and then. Um, but like, or like my tweet is: Are we wrong? The PS5 Pro is coming next year, and that is the very reason that Abandoned is using 8K textures because they knew it was coming. <laughs> the game is being designed for that, and that is why the real delay is there. I mean, Hassan's always future-proofing, so you know, he had it all down. Yeah, but I, I, I thought he was getting those 8K textures ready for the Switch Pro too. So. <laughs> That's 2020. Yeah. That's 2024. Get your ears right, Chris. There, there is a great image going around, which is like it's from a consumer like survey, and basically they showed a bunch of people uh, five different clips, and they saw it once in 4K and once in 8K, and they had to determine whether the 8K version or the 4K version, in either which way, was better or worse in experience. And so, like, if if you say zero. You think that they were identical. If you say plus four, it means you think the 8K version was like ridiculously better. Minus right, yeah. four would be the 4K version being ridiculously better. Right, so that okay. was like the spectrum. Right. Three out of the five clips averaged a zero, and two out of the five clips averaged a one, meaning the 8K version was slightly better than 4K. Yeah, because it's like super diminishing returns from 4K to 8K. Please tell me they they did this on a 4K TV. <laughs> <laughs> the power of super or a phone or like a projector does it look better like, an 8k on my phone an overhead projector um it's, it's one of those things right because then it's all like the optics of the pixel and the the fucking distance between your eyes to the pixels themselves and blah 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 like 
the, the only time that it would make sense is like, let's say, in the cinema, because it's super diminishing returns, if anything, at, at any kind of rate that we're going to see things. And really but what we should be focusing on, we, we should be focusing on stuff like better HDR standards. We should be focusing things on right. like OLED technology or mini LEDs. And the things we should be like specifying is response rate and um, refresh rates. Like that is the stuff that matters to human perception rather than like going from 4K to 8K. E, but even some of that is like, is over is oversold. Like, oh, this has got a refresh rate of like... 250 or like 300 you like yeah sure you can't tell man like come on yeah <laughs> I, 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 I would yeah. i would like to see the same the same study done where they say can you tell is this 240 uh fresh yeah, is rate? it 120 is or is it 360 hertz, or is it 120 yeah like, exactly i can tell no you can't <laughs> you can <laughs> no, definitely tell the difference between 60 and 120 but again like the further you go up that question, scale it's diminishing returns um, i would you, question if most people could tell the difference between 60 and 120 no, I there was a, no a YouTube channel called Human Text Test Box that could check it out for us. <laughs> well, you, you wouldn't be able to do it on YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah. They don't. Re- their refresh rate's nowhere near that. Uh, yeah, I think they just got sixty FPS. Um, but I like, yeah, but stuff like um, response rate, which is something that hardly ever gets talked about, that's massive. What is is what's response rate? So it's kind of like when your 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 GPU sends a signal to the monitor and how quickly that monitor gets fed that information or your information from your oh, mouse right. going to your monitor at the same time. So like oh, okay. yeah, top, yeah. top tier, like one millisecond response rates. Like some laptops have like between five and 10 millisecond response rates as an example. I think my brain's too slow to worry about. Um, oh, the older yeah. I get, I'm with you on that one. So. <laughs> I can't fucking notice anything these days. I even wonder if sometimes, sometimes I wonder if I've got stereo blindness. What's wrong, Jamie? <laughs> I'm wondering if you turn stereo blindness too sometimes. What? Don't worry. We'll talk about it later. Why? Have I said something stupid? No, no, no I promise you haven't. No, no, no. Okay. I, I, have to, I have to explain to you post-pod. Post-pod. Sorry, folks. I, I hate to leave people dangling. Ooh, I like it. But maybe that's where we should end it. And uh, we could use the, the code post-pod. To let us know that you got here this far, and you could say you could say hashtag post pod and maybe try and uh, figure out what Jamie was talking about. I'm I feel sure. like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> Just end the I, podcast. I know. It's, I love it when Jamie gets like this. Is great. You, you need I, to end I the know. podcast. Why? Okay, I'll just say it. I've I've been telling you I've got to go. I've been typing in the Discord chat. Oh. I've got to go for like the last like. Six minutes, and you guys just started talking about response time. I've got to go in like. Do you know what? The next oh, minute, I didn't even notice that you were messaging. Dude, doc, I'm sorry. I have a doc covering up the Discord chat. I thought I, me too. So I, I got to the point where I thought you were taking the piss because no one said anything for five seconds, and then one of you just went, "So what's refresh time?" <laughs> no, I, I knew that you wanted to leave. I could tell after you were doing this. Oh, that's so. I've funny. got to, I've got, I've got to go right. though. I've got to go. No, All fair right. enough. So yeah. Thank you, everybody. And uh, hey, we'll see you next time. Bye. Cheers. See ya. (laughs)